Hello, all guys, gals, and non-binary <laughs> gals. Welcome to the newest episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast, brought to you on YouTube, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Austin. I've watched a lot of wrestling, and some wrestling I wish I never had. <laughs> David, I'm a noob. I haven't watched nearly as much wrestling. And Austin, I am begging you to include that beleaguered sigh at the top of the episode when we release it, because that was just, that was gold right there that's that's uh that's gonna put some butts in seats I, let me tell you i do not come to you viewers in a happy mood today <laughs> as we return to 1998 raw and we haven't even watched tonight's episode yet i'm just mad about what i had to watch in the in-between yeah you uh you you really suffered all of a sudden like like some something something seems to have something broken fucking broke in my head this week, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck this shit, all of it. Fuck everything. Is isn't isn't I fucking hate wrestling supposed to be my line? That's true. It is, but oh, brother, you know what? All right, We're what borrowing what it I, this week? Let's start with the brawl for all. Oh boy! So we've been following this arc. Last time we were here, Bart Gunn knocked out Doctor Death Steve Williams, throwing yes. every the whole tournament into disarray. Yes, um, the 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 they they literally, I like they shot themselves into a shoot. <laughs> somehow that makes sense. They but, thought they could yes. shoot themselves into a work. But, but they, they shot themselves, shot themselves into, a shoot, into a shoot. another shoot. To another shoot. <laughs> the late shootception, I say. Yeah. So what's been? I've, I watched last time we watched the July twenty seventh episode of Raw. Tonight we are skipping to the August seventeenth episode of Raw. So I had oh, to watch wow, two that's a weeks jump. of Raw. Oh wow! At least specifically it's not three hour Raws. <laughs> specifically for the Brawl for All, we finished the second round. Tonight we're watching the semifinal. Okay. And so let's on the August 3rd episode of the of the Brawl for All was The Godfather versus Two Cold Scorpio. Now, you okay. may be asking yourself, didn't The Godfather lose to Dan Severn in round oh. 1? And oh, that that is correct. But they cut a promo where Dan Severn explained that he felt he had nothing left to prove, so he is withdrawing from the tournament, and the Godfather <clears throat> is back in. And again, we have no idea whether or not this is like work or shoot or now that's like the what's work. going on. If it my conspiracy theory is that everyone involved realized that Dan Severn's whole shtick is built on how much of a shoot badass he is. And also putting him in boxing gloves makes him an easy little bitch to beat <laughs> for Bart Gunn to beat in a fight. So they're like, you know what? You can just withdraw. You're done, pal. Oh my I have nothing God. to prove. I'm an MMA champion. I don't have anything to prove about this tournament. I'll, I'll quit. Wait, why do we think he's like afraid he's going to look like a bitch next to Bart Gunn? Because, he is an MMA champ after all. Yeah, as a grappler in oh. a boxing fight. Oh, oh no. Bart, he barely beat the Godfather. Bart Gunn oh, would have knocked Lord. his ass out. Oh my God. Oh my God. I think I'm putting my tinfoil hat on too. Holy shit. Yeah. So 
It's the Godfather versus Scorpio Sky. And before the match, the Godfather starts his new gimmick where he offers his opponent his hose for free if they'll lay down for him. Scorpio Sky does not take this deal and then loses and then he loses to the Godfather. Oh god damn it. So Scorpio, you are the chosen one. And so the Godfather will take on Bart Gunn in the semifinals. On the August 10th episode of Raw, we got Savio Vega versus Darren Drozdov. Now, you may remember in the first round, Draws faced Hawk, and it went to a draw, and they had no answer for how to fix that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're still making up fucking rules on the fly. So, as it turns out, Hawk had a broken nose from that fight, and so they said, you're too injured, pal. Draws, get in there. You know what? That is a way to resolve it. They did, in fact, find an answer. And then Dar- and then Drozdov, he beat Savio Vega to that, advance. That feels dirty. And then the final round of the quarterfinals, it is Bradshaw versus Mark Marrow. Now you may remember that in the <laughs> first round, Steve Blackman ate Mark Marrow's whole ass. <laughs> but here's yeah, I do the remember thing. that. But here's the thing. Steve Blackman got injured, and so they substituted Mark Marrow back in. Oh my god! So wait, so the entire first round of the Brawl for All was effectively worthless? Well, three three eighths of it. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, that's that's insane! Oh my god! What the fuck? Yep. And then Bradshaw beat Mark Marrow and advanced to the second round. Mark Marrow was the only person of the three guys re-entered into the tournament to not win. (laughs) Just shows what a bitch that Mark Marrow motherfucker is. And honestly, just for the spite of it, I want to see Bradshaw go all the way, okay? I will laugh my ass off if it turns out that this whole fucking tournament that was invented so Vince Russo's evil, horrible, spiteful ass could could watch Bradshaw get his ass kicked by the other members of the roster ended with Bradshaw for the ultimate dub. How fucking great would that be? So, the August 17th semifinals are Bradshaw and Darren Drozdov and Bart Gunn and The Godfather. I I am for once excited for one of these matches just so I can watch Bradshaw deck out fucking Aaron Drozdov. All right. So, the next thing... He's gonna be fucking puking all over. Going on... If I had a nickel for every time in this arc that I had to sit through at a, a, a terribly offensive, seg- infamous segment from the Monday Night Wars, I would have two nickels. Oh, no. Because I got to watch the conclusion of the Val Venus Choppy Choppy Your PP. Hey! Saga. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. 
So, on the August 3rd episode of Raw. Oh, yes. Uh, they had the tag team match. Taka oh, yes. Michinoku and Val Venus versus Dick Togo and Men's Teo of Kai. Oh, yes. And then, but the twist, Taka Michinoku turns on Val Venus because Kyoko is Taka's sister. Oh, yes. Takamichinoku turns heel and joins Kai and Tai and helps them beat up Val Venus, kidnap him, and drag him to the back to cut his dick off. I will allow it simply for the castration of Val fucking Venus, okay? Venus no more, I say. So after they show vignettes throughout the night of them dragging Val Venus to the location to chop his dick off, it is the main event angle of Raw. They do the main event tag match, and I'll get to that. And after the match is over, they cut to them putting Val Venus's cock on a chopping block and going to cut it off. Oh! Oh my! I don't but, think he's getting out of this. What? But then the lights oh, go out. No. And they end on a cliffhanger. What? See the dick cutting and then august 10th on raw they have announced in a segment is val venus is here to give a press conference with john wayne bobbitt now i was wondering if you knew who this was and i'm going to do it for this so john wayne bobbitt was a bit of a minor celebrity in 1993 you see because this happened is that while he was asleep his girlfriend took an eight oh, inch fuck this guy. and chopped his dick off. And I do threw know it in a field. I do know about this guy. Thanks hey, to our boy you. Weird Al Yankovic. Oh yeah, because he's in the song. So he's he became a bit news. of a pop. It was headline news, and he became a pop culture phenomenon. He had yes. appearances on sketch comedy shows and late night TV and Howard Stern, and he 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 uh, he he. Uh, he starred in a porno called John Wayne Bobbitt Uncut. No, now, they did. They did find his penis and they reattached it. So you can so do you that. Oh, well, that's very nice. Anyway. And so his girl. So they, they took. Obviously, this goes to court. And the girlfriend was actually acquitted on insanity for having. Uh, let me check. Let me, let me get the exact wording on this. Um, oh, no. What they said here. Oh, no. She was acquitted by reason of insanity because, uh, let's see here, what was there? Is it because because insanity causing an irresistible impulse to sexually wound John? Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's there's a bit of a twist to this story. What the fuck? There's a bit of a twist to this story. You see, uh, this this story usually is kind of portrayed as like, wow, women, am I right? Like he's kind of a, a little bit of a victim. He's hilarious joke about this man. His girlfriend just went crazy one day and, and cut his, his dick wife, off. One man one night his that wife. she cut off his wiener. Uh, but you see, John Wayne Bobbitt is a piece of shit. He, they, through this court case, they established he had a long history of emotional, physical, and sexual abuse of his wife. And in fact, according to his wife's testimony, the reason she cut the, the story goes is that night he came home from work, raped her. And then when he went to sleep, 
she grabbed the knife and cut his dick off. Um, so what? the court, the jury was unable to convict him on the grounds of sexual assault of that particular incident. However, they they could not ignore the history of sex of physical, emotional, and alleged sexual abuse. In fact, def- witnesses for both the prosecution and the defendant agreed that yeah, she was horribly abused by John and had every right to be afraid of him. And in fact, their her her bout of insanity to uh, have an irresistible urge to uh, cut his dick off was portrayed by the prosecution as a result of clinical depression and a PTSD trauma response to the abuse that she had endured. Yes. Um, so it's kind of a both sides get off situation. John Bobbitt doesn't go to jail for sexual abuse, but she is acquitted of the, of sexual violence due to the history of assault. And if you think John Wayne Bobbitt was ever, and remember, I want to point this out to you. This whole court case plays out over the course of 1994 and 1995. So this is a three-year-old reference that they can't it help is an old dig into reference, the well. And he has already, they have already established that he is an abusive piece of shit in the court of law. So it's a dated reference and he's already a known jackass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Austin, that's exactly Vince Russo's type. And have you, and in case you thought to yourself, that maybe John Wayne Bobbitt ever like got better as a person. No. Um, well, I'm glad that you also you also assumed that was true. But by the way, in 1994, uh, after he was um, <clears throat> charged with uh, striking a 21 year old exotic dancer he met in Vegas, and in 1994, he was and he was convicted of battery and sentenced to 15 days in jail, and then. Uh, in 1999, he went on probation for his role in a theft at a store in Nevada. And in 2003, he was sentenced to prison for violating that probation after he was arrested on battery charges involving his then wife, Joanna Farrell. And he would be arrested on charges of battery against his wife, Joanna, two more times after that incident. What? And I'm I'm sorry. Then, I I wandered into the wrong podcast. I I didn't I didn't mean to to end up on the set of, of judges and juries true crimes podcast. Yeah. So, uh, getting John Wayne Bobbitt on Raw to do this stupid guest bit with Val Venus is one of the low key shittier things that WWE has ever done. And it's gone completely under the radar because everyone forgets this part. Only everyone only remembers I choppy I choppy, choppy your pee pee. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Fuck the smoke screen that that threw up over the. <laughs> the mimetic value was so strong. All right, let's get to the actual segment about oh, this. Now that I've explained fuck. who John Wayne Bobbitt is. <laughs> what what is this front half? What are we doing? We're in hell, and I'm taking you <laughs> with me. So, so Val Venus comes out icing his cock, because apparently that's still needed a week after the fact. And He's coming out in the in a nice dress shirt and and pants. He's all sullen. 
and they make a lot of really shitty dick jokes at this point. He goes, Val Venus is like, ladies, I come to you a humbled man, half the man I used to be. But, you know, as they say, you live by the sword and you die by the sword. <laughs> and, then, and, you know, they make a lot of short jokes and getting cut off. Like but you see... Valvinus says that the va- big Valboski is absolutely fine, and he his dress pants are tearaway pants. Except he can't get them off, so they're just at his ankles the rest of the promo. <laughs> and he takes the shirt that off. Feels symbolic. <laughs> and he reveals that they did not choppy choppy that PP last. Wow! No way! Because what a shock! Because you see. Due to a very cold butcher's block, there was a little bit of shrinkage, and then very conveniently, John Wayne Bobbitt cut the lights last week. How did that happen? How did Bobbitt go down Bobbitt get the wrong? How did he know to cut the lights? We all fucking know. <laughs> Because obviously Austin, he he was he was he he fell right into the Vince Russo fly trap. Okay, he was channel surfing. My man has never heard of pro wrestling in his fucking life. Okay, uh, he gets he gets enough violence at home. Let me tell you, uh, fucking uh, my uh, he's flipping through the channels and he just happens to 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 pass by what USA? What the fuck is on Raw? They're what? on USA Network. Yeah, he passes by USA. Right, right as Yamaguchi-san is screaming out, I choppy choppy your pee-pee. And a, a, a dark cloud furrows John Wayne Bobbitt's brow. And he says, oh no, there is an injustice that I must not fix. This, not this not time. This time. It's not, not this time. It's not going to happen this time. <laughs> not this way. That's exactly what happened. Vince Russo's channel surfing scheme said, Saved Valvinus from getting his pee-pee choppy choppy because so his cock is fine. Thank you very much. Oh, but good. God he talks it. to, to oh. Mrs. Yamaguchi-san and he's like, bitch, the pussy ain't worth it. <laughs> <We're sorry."> <laughs> <laughs> He breaks up with with Mrs. Yamaguchi-san. And as she walks out, he tosses her a double A battery for her vibrator. Uh, 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 Though it was great because because she shows the battery on camera, obviously. And Jim Ross goes, well, what's she going to use that for? Oh. Oh, well. (laughs) Jim! JR! I love how JR I love how JR waffles between being the most like sexless boomer on the planet uh and 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 being the horniest motherfucker on Maine. There is no in between. There is no off switch to this perpetual metronome. He just goes. So we have oh my there God. we go. Christ all fucking mighty. That's terrible. Yes. Okay. All right. Guess let's do cahoots now. That's a good this is a oh. good to transition. Oh look, my least favorite part. So 
On this episode, on the August 3rd episode of Raw, it is announced that the main event will be Undertaker and Steve Austin versus The Rock and Owen Hart. Uh, the Rock and Owen Hart having won the number one contendership on the very first episode of Sunday Night Heat. Yes. Okay. Cool. Cool. So they're going to have the match right now. Okay. So we're at to open the show. The Rock and Owen come out and they're like, fuck it. Let's just do the tag team match right now. Right. And so yeah. Undertaker and Steve Austin come out. Uh, but then Undertaker's spider senses start tingling and he feels that the cane that Kane is a ha, has appeared behind him. Yeah, and you so, know, he just senses that. And so Undertaker just turns around and goes to confront Kane and leaves Steve Austin to get beat up two on one by the nation, uh, until Austin fights them off, of course. Of course. And then later in the show, Undertaker. And Vince is back on his beat of this is Cahootson. This is Cahootson. Oh my God. It's so fucking tedious. We're just doing the same shit, different day. Oh my God. But then Undertaker comes out and he wants to talk to Steve. And Steve <clears throat> is like, I don't care that you have both those tag belts. I don't give a damn about them. So, you know, whatever. Yeah, okay. <laughs> carry them both okay, around. Sure, sure. And then Undertaker is like, but he Undertaker demands that Steve Austin take this belt because they're partners. He take You take your belt. And Undertaker is okay. like, Steve Austin, we're a team which makes you the safest, most protected SOB in the world. And, under, and Steve Austin's like, <laughs> you and I are a team. We're a partnership. And I'd be devastated. Whatever that fucking line from Monsters Inc. He's is. very, he's very, under, Austin is very offended at the idea of, of, Steve, of Undertaker needing to protect him. Oh my God. <sighs> and in the main event of Raw, uh, the under Undertaker and Steve beat The Rock and Owen to retain the belts. Uh, but then guess what? Kane and Mankind run out, and uh, oopsity doopsity, Kane brains Mankind with a steel chair, and then what? Undertaker grabs the chair and also hits Mankind in the head again with the chair as well, just to kind of you know, and doesn't hit Kane. No. But he hits mankind, and then mankind is like is now like suspicious and wants to know the truth. Uh, cut to the August tenth episode of Raw. This, in addition to some shenanigans, where Undertaker, where Undertaker dressed up as as Kane on on heater again or something. I didn't okay. really didn't really follow this part. But mankind is obsessed. He wants to know the truth. He can handle the truth. He needs to know. And so he needs to know the truth from the one man who has never lied to him. Vince McMahon, get out of here. I need your help. Okay, Vince wrote, help, that, Vince. Vince wrote in that line personally for himself. So Vince McMahon comes out and he says straight up in his, I, I'm quoting, I'm, I'm not like, sometimes I say things as like a, in a funny way. To yes. like get the message across, like pussy wasn't worth it. Yeah, this is a quote from Vince directly. I detest people who need help. <laughs> the, the sight of the invalid and incapable makes me sick to my stomach. 
<laughs> what the fuck? How have we never done a fucking WWE Christmas Carol before? I know we've memed about it, but Jesus Christ. My man, my man literally just got done reading some fucking Charles Dickens and then like marched out here doing that thing where you like after you like consume a piece of like entertainment media you then like talk like people from that thing for a little bit that's him that's him right now he's just fucking oh my god okay okay well, carry on vince, vince is like i'm not going to help you i'm going to hurt you hurt you with the truth because <laughs> the truth hurts God. Yes, they are in cahoots, and uh, Kane doesn't give a damn about you. But okay, okay, and okay. then out. Wait, oh fuck! Wait, I re we get mankind corporate stooge out of this, don't we? He, they are transitioning mankind into being a underdog figure. A lovable underdog. And yes, pulling him away from Kane and bringing him in as kind of like the lapdog desperate for Vince's approval and Vince manipulating him and using him for that as an underdog babyface trait. They are building uh, to that conclusion. Okay. Okay, I mean, based, but is... Th that won't what? go very long. He'll break he'll break away pretty quick from this, but they're like November is when they Vince turns on mankind in favor of the rock and then and Mick Foley is finally realizes that he's been used and abused by by uh Vince. Okay. okay. This is just this is just a way to transition him out of this thing with Kane. Okay. I will say of all the things to come out of this <laughs> Fucking awful, stupid, tedious ass Kahoot storyline. That's a decent, like, side effect. But holy shit. So, Vince, so, um, <clears throat> man, Paul Bearer and uh, Kane have words to say about this accusation. And, and uh and uh, let me see if I get this right here. Do 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 so it's like some notes here. Basically, Paul Bearer accuses Vince McMahon in retaliation of using people and trying to poison their minds. And Vince gets extremely offended at this completely accurate accusation. Okay, sure. So, yeah, how dare you say things about me that are absolutely true? But Vince becomes convinced. That the man standing out here with Kane with Paul Bear right now is not his son, Paul. It is a son of a bitch. It's the Undertaker under here. And so he tries to pull off Kane's mask to reveal that it's the Undertaker. But then the lights go out, spoopy, spoopy, and the Undertaker teleports in. So I guess he kind of proves Vince's point again. So we cut to the main event of the August 10th show. It is a four-way tag title match between Steve Austin and Undertaker, Kane and Mankind, the New Age Outlaws, and The Rock and Owen Hart. Okay. Uh, the match ends when Kane does a choke slam on Undertaker and wins. Just a choke slam. Okay. 
Uh, interesting. Mankind is is kind of like afraid of Kane now. He's kind of levitate. He's kind of like keeps himself away from Kane. Is from the match yeah. as much as he can. But yeah, yeah. Undertaker wins. Kane wins with a regular ass choke slam, and Undertaker immediately gets up from it. And and Austin is like, "What the fuck is this? What, what? cahoots? God, like cahoots to Steve Austin? Oh my God, oh my God, please." Please just get to the punchline already. This is never gonna end. It seemingly is not. No. All right. Let's Wait. Just... This isn't the end of it. That wasn't no. the end of. I don't think so. No. I think there's but... more cahoots to continue. How? We've done this like four times now. It... How does it still keep being red herrings when it's the same thing over and over? over again yeah i guess i don't really know what to tell you but uh all right let's let's just get to the other stuff happening that happened on raw besides the things i just said mm-hmm. okay so this is an this is an interesting little tidbit because this was edited out of the network uh slash peacock feed of the show i actually had to go online to even learn this happened uh we had mark marrow versus golga now, who is Golga? Golga is a member of this new group called the Oddities. Uh, they're basically like these big dudes who are considered freaks by society, but they're A-OK. They're all cool in their freakiness or whatever. I don't know. <clears throat> but the reason they got cut out of the network here and because they have an extremely small presence in the network in general is music licensing. You see, part of the shtick of the new of the oddities is they came out to insane clown posse. Oh my god! Okay, and uh, uh, the, the the patron saints of wrestling, yes, yeah. And because ICP were such big wrestling fans, they were essentially working. They essentially did this without a contract. They gave them this theme song and they even would come out live shaggy too dope and violent J would come out and perform the song live for entrances sometimes because they were just such big wrestling fans. And because the WWF agreed to promote them and their music, if they basically do this work for free for them and you can guess what the WWF did. They screwed them out of, 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 of a contract. Obviously. You're right. Yep. And that's, so, I mean, and so because of licensing disputes and the fact they are not allowed to license ICP's IP anymore, uh, they cut out all the ICP music from the Peacock dub, from Peacock dubs and sometimes oh just God. straight up cut out segments entirely for the oddities. So, I mean, there are a low of low card groups. Who cares? Who gives a fuck? So the most interesting thing about this is Golga is the former Earthquake. This is Earthquake in a fucking brown full face mask, full head face mask, and an Eric Cartman shirt. His gimmick is now that he really, really likes Cartman. He loves South Park. He comes out with a Cartman doll. What? Oh my God. Vince Russo just wanted to be a writer on South Park. That's it. Oh my God. I hate and 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 Sable is their new manager because the idea is she's cool and likes hanging out with these guys. 
Obviously. The pretty girl, the pretty girl in popular girl in high school is hanging out with the losers. Like the dweebs who like to watch South Park and and think they're really smart for agreeing with its dumb fuck politics. Yes. Yeah, anyway, so that happened. They Um, was like, I agree that nothing matters in this world and that you should get to insult whoever you want. Uh, the New Age Outlaws uh, lost a tat number one contendership match to Kane and Mankind. Or not, not what they, it was just a match. Under the Outlaws lost to Kane and Mankind. It was whatever. And then uh, we get a re we come back to Road Warrior Hawk, fellas, as he cuts a backstage interview. He uses his real name. He says, this is Michael Hegstrand. Apologize because I'm not Hawk right now. I want to apologize for my behavior last week. What behavior? Because he, he was drunk. Remember? Oh, bit oh, oh, oh this fucking thing. Uh, oh, oh, my God. He's shooting guys because he oh, said his real name. And this mm-hmm. leads to a match between Jeff Jarrett and Road Warrior Hawk, where uh, Jeff Jarrett loses because Tennessee Lee tries to interfere, but he can't get his belt off to give to Jarrett as a weapon. So Hawk pins him. That's incredible. And then uh, Southern Justice, uh, remember the former Godwins, who are Jeff Jarrett's bodyguards, uh, yes. come out to attack the LOD. And then, uh, great. Sure. So happening sure. Here. What is the point of any of this? Okay. Uh, Triple H, Triple H versus X Pac in a number one contenders match for the IC title. Uh, okay. Boy. DX be imploding, especially when China, who has otherwise been a neutral party whenever DX had to fight each other, interfered to help Triple H beat X Pac. Oh my. China said that I am siding with the guy who I have sex with right now. As opposed to who I will have sex with in the future. In the future. So. Obviously. That is a problem. DX drama. Maybe. Uh, D'Lo Brown had a European title match against Dan Severn. And it went to DQ when uh, Ken Shamrock showed up and interfered. Jesus Um, Christ. And then Edge show, and then uh, Edge shows up and attacks D'Lo Brown. Oh, great! I'm because fucking, he's still I'm, because he's still mysterious. He's still mysterious. We don't know. You know. He's, we don't know. We don't. We think we know him. We think we know him. He's a vampire. He's just moody. He likes sex. The the, uh, the many faces of that man. Okay, the last segment from the August third episode we got to talk about. It's Tiger Alley Singh. Um, Tiger Alley Singh is a second generation wrestler, son of Tiger Jeet Singh. Oh. And if you ever asked yourself, what if the million dollar man was Indian and Virgil wore a turban? First, fuck you for ever thinking of that. And <laughs> second of all, it's, it's Tiger Alley Singh. Tiger okay. Singh is a rich guy and he has a manservant named Babu who, <laughs> and he is like, and he is trying to prove that all you American women are shallow bitches who will do anything for the almighty dollar. And in fact, to prove this, he will offer any woman in the crowd right now, $500 
for every piece of clothing that she takes off. And five hundred dollars when you have million dollar man money, you fucking cheapskate. So Babu goes into the crowd and finds a really fat woman. And then so he gets this woman in the ring. And he's like, he does the bit. She takes off her shirt. She takes off her pants. Down to her underwear here. And then she's about to take her bra off. And he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. I changed my mind. In fact, I will give you $500 for every piece of clothing that you put back on. And so she puts her clothes back on. He gives her $1,000. And he's like, see how you, how you, you will do anything for the dollar. And don't worry, he will continue this bit for a while. Oh my fucking God. Uh, oh my, oh my God. Is it just the same thing every time? Oh, it's different. Woman. It's new. It's new bits, but you know. Bad. Okay. He will just keep. He will keep coming up with degrading ways to get for people to earn money to prove a point. I guess. What? Okay. 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 All right. Let's go to August tenth. Let's just oh let's God. just rock and roll this. Let's see here. Let's see. Cahoots and cahoots. All right. Uh, Luna had a match against Jacqueline. Because Luna is with the oddities now. You know, Luna. Luna, that's yeah. You know, remember her? Yup. She's with the oddities now. Okay. She's a wrestling Jacqueline. And they hastily explain that, you know, Sable and Luna made up or something off screen. Sure. Because because this division only has three women, Sable has spent the last year feuding with both of these women over like, Who's the sexiest? So they're like, shit, we got to explain how Sable and Luna are cool now. They uh, kept just fucking running the two rivalries and then like, ah, shit, we got to cut a role change promo. Yeah, pretty much. So Luna wins with a top rope splash that completely whiffs and whoopity doo da day. Whoopity doo da true. So then we get Southern Justice versus the road warriors except except uh hawk comes out and he is drunk and the pyro goes off and it spooks him and he falls down and on the floor and <sighs> the and officials are like you are in no condition to compete and he's like no i can still compete i can still go oh great by the I, way i was half expecting you to be like yeah the pyro just fucking exploded in his face and he fucking died that might have been more tasteful. Um, <laughs> by the way, on Sunday Night Heat, Southern Justice and Jeff Jarrett got rid of Tennessee Lee because he's an idiot who keeps fucking up. Rip, I mean, rip sounds me, like ten- it. Rip me doing the Tennessee Lee voice. Very sad. Oh, good. Anyway, Darren, the Darren Drozdoff comes down to save the day for LOD again, and. Uh, also, Jeff Jarrett comes out with a guitar. And uh, the most significant, interesting thing here is uh, that uh, is that Jeff Jarrett debuted his new catchphrase on the back of his guitar. Don't piss me off. Slap nuts? Nah, not yet. We're not slap nuts in yet. But oh. don't piss me off. A I didn't catch- realize he had 
other catchphrases. Yeah, well, this one, unfortunately, because of the standards and practices of most uh, of uh, of um, uh, most toy companies at this point, they had a very hard time getting this catchphrase on merchandise. Yeah, really. Yeah, they would. They would not put "Don't piss me off." They changed it to "Don't tick me off," where they censored the word "tick." And then if that didn't work, they would say, don't make me mad. What? Oh my God. That's actually like parody levels of, of like dumb fuck, like PGifying. Holy shit. All right, then it's, they've been teasing the whole show that DX might be breaking up. Uh-huh. So all of DX comes out to the ring and they cut this promo where they basically call each other the biggest jack-offs they've ever met. Like X-Pac says Triple H is a jack-off. Triple H calls X-Pac a jack-off. Then Triple H calls the New Age Outlaws jack-offs. And then the New Age Outlaws call Triple H and China jack-offs. And of then course. and then Triple H is like, so we're all in agreement. They were all a bunch of jack-offs. And he, they literally get in a circle when he says this this is a this is a jack-off circle and they he's like you know it's the people want to see a dx split and so all four of them line up set to moon the camera because split like ass crack do you get it but then china interrupts and she says don't you think these people have seen enough of your asses every week? And she oh. goes, if anyone is going to start a DX split, it's going to be me. And she pulls down her pants and shows her butt to the camera. And ah. DX is laughing. They did it again. Hook baited, hook line and sinker. Wah, 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 wah. I hate everything every every decision is the worst one every time i get excited at a potential new direction it's just oh my god so uh the godfather takes on vader and the godfather offers the hose offer to vader and vader says you know my career is kind of in the toilet right now i'll take the hose (laughs) okay yeah fair but 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 Bart Gunn came down to the ring to scout this match because he's got to fight the Godfather. Godfather. And he is mad that the Godfather and Vader are not going to fight. So he gets in the ring and he knocks out Vader. And then Godfather just leaves with his hose. So Vader gets no bitches. No bitches Vader. (laughs) no No bitches Vader. That's his name now, actually. Good old no bitches coming down, coming down to the ring right now. No bitches, Vader. That's what he is. So I think the, oh my God, this is like the last thing I have to talk about. Holy shit. I didn't even realize that. Uh, So in between like Val Venus and John Wayne Bobbitt make their entrance and then they go to commercial, right? Mm -hmm. And then we come back from commercial and we get a PSA from Dustin Reynolds who says that, oh, you know, chill, parents, children, don't watch this filth. Watch instead the newest reptile uh, special on the Discovery Channel. And he goes, parents, 
you need to make choices for your children and make sure they're good ones because Jesus is coming back. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I, uh, yeah, he, Jesus is coming he back. Says, and Y'all Dust- need Jesus. Stop watching this show. And Dustin Reynolds is gonna, is gonna don the seven gimmick to help Jesus round up all the children, you know? And unfortunately, because they don't know how to, WWE doesn't know how not to make, give stupid acronyms to groups they clearly are making fun of. There is the right to censor being a joke on the parent-teacher council. Uh, The union of people you ought to respect, son, up yours. yours. Uh, You see, this Dustin Reynolds um, uh, segment has been, was paid for by the evangelists, evangelists against television, movies, and entertainment. Or as you might know them best, eat me. <laughs> oh my fucking god. They can't help themselves. They can't fucking help themselves. Austin, I don't I don't even know what I can add to any of this. This has just been this front half has just been a roller coaster of spiritual torment i feel nothing i think it's actually most appropriate that i ended on that dustin reynolds thing because i feel like i need jesus right now yeah and you're turning to the fed and you're saying eat me yeah so we're gonna watch the august 17th episode of raw tonight cool now they didn't announce this on the show but i i want to give you a taste of what we're gonna get this week Oh, no. I thought I, I debated back and forth about whether or not I was going to let you find out about this or if I should just tell you what I knew. Oh, boy. Because I uh, need to check some notes here on uh, something here. Get some my dates correct. On terrible, that. terrible suspense. My soul is currently burning. Ah, Okay. The August 17th, 1998 episode of Raw was also uh, in the middle of a certain presidential scandal. And so, guess what, folks? No. We got... No. Bill Clinton. We got got commentary tonight about the Bill Clinton-Monica Lewinsky bit with Bill Clinton himself. Wink, wink. Oh my God. Wait, fuck. If this is, if this is when the Clinton scandal is currently happening, DX hasn't done their fucking like address to the nation yet. They're like, yeah, they really? Have. I, but don't they make a Bill Clinton like controversy reference during they that? They do because he's because he says that he's he's you know he has he's about the oral office. Yes, um, but no, he's no. I mean, this was an ongoing scandal throughout ninety six, ninety seven, and ninety eight. Okay, so the, this was an active issue, but they apparently Bill Clinton will be calling in to Raw tonight. To give him address. Oh boy. <laughs> Regarding oh. his testimony before Kenneth's, because Raw was going up against Bill Clinton's defense before Kenneth Starr's grand jury. 
about oh whether God. he did or did not have sexual relations with that woman. And Raw is going to get the president on the phone to get the scoop. They're going to get that exclusive scoop. Obviously, Vince Russo is hiding subliminal messages that say, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, please hire me. I'm begging you backwards in the middle of whatever this dumb fuck skit is about to be. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, I hate everything. I hate, yeah, I hate wrestling. 90s I hate WWF life. loved Bill Clinton impersonating. I I, oh, I, fuck. I wonder if they're going to get that one chick that's famous for impersonating Hillary. I wonder if they ever get her on. I don't think so because they because every time they bring in the Bill Clinton impersonator, they play into the idea he's a womanizer. So they never yeah, have but you don't ever they have, have like, Hillary. Really? No. Vince Russo never had Hillary show up to be like, I don't know, a shrill harpy nag. No, that's if you driving wanted Hillary, Bill if you wanted... adultery. No, if you want Hillary Clinton heat, you need to turn to Jim Cornette's SMW. Because Smoky Mountain. Oh, fuck. Because, yeah. because That's in still Smoky, happening in 98? No, no oh, okay. of course it's not. But okay. in 94, <laughs> or around when that was a thing, uh, when, you know, Sonny, remember her, Sonny? Oh, yeah, fuck. Well, okay. she debuted in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and her gimmick was, I want to be a good, proper woman, just like Hillary Clinton. Boo! 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 See, here's the thing. I also don't like Hillary Clinton, but, like, you not know. Not for the I same have, reasons they I did. normal reasons for not liking her. <laughs> And not because, not because I don't know, women make me mad or something like. I hate working women. I so, hate working true. So, yeah, I think let's just go ahead and get that in there. Is that we are going to have Bill Clinton calling in to Raw to give the scoop about what he's going to say before Kenneth Starr. That's so exciting. I can't wait to catch the exclusive scoop. Please ignore the noose that I'm currently tying. It's not, it has nothing to do with anything. So, if, uh, David, have we talked about enough Attitude Era shenanigans yet in the front half here? We've talked, we talked about enough Attitude Era shenanigans for an entire lifetime after our very first Attitude Era episode ever, Austin. And we haven't even done beaver cleavage. Anyway, if you'd like to watch along with us, you can do so at Peacock, uh, NBC Universal streaming service where there are any licenses there. Cleavage, I will kill you. I will come to your house and I will slit your throat in your sleep. I don't if know you... why you think I would never. I don't know why you believe that I wouldn't eventually have us do beaver cleavage. Because some things are sacred, Austin. Also, why the fuck are you saying that like we'd make beaver cleavage an entire arc? Don't say that. Don't ever. No, say it's that. only it's only really one episode worth of stupid. We don't need to do more stupid. <laughs> ah. It's fine. The guy who played Beaver Cleavage would then play Chaz, whose gimmick was he beats his girlfriend, and everyone hates him for it. Oh, great. Oh, that's so much better. Fuck me. Yeah, inc mommy incest wasn't so bad. Now, now was it? <laughs> 
my man's just going on a whole trope of like my my Vince McMahon sent that man on a personal journey of Vince's barely disguised fetishes. Any who Peacock, right? So tonight, you know, we'll be back in the back half to discuss the August seventeenth, nineteen ninety eight episode of Monday Night Raw. And we are back. We have finished the August 17th, 1998 episode of Monday Night Raw. And last time we were here, I started with a whole speech about how I don't like the Attitude Era. And it feels like that was premature because this week was somehow worse. Yeah, but here's the thing. Last week your speech on that was like measured. Like you were you were angry, sure, but it was mm-hmm. it was still controlled. This is the, I feel like if you tried to make that speech now, it would just be the sound of rabies coming out of your mouth. <laughs> this show it would it, it would be it would be the promo that fucking Ken Shamrock cuts about halfway through this. <laughs> oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. I fuck it. This show was so bad. It was, was 90 minutes of barely anything this worth. This random ass August 17th ass episode of Raw is maybe one of the worst single episodes of WWE television we have ever watched for it's this. It's got to be at the near It's got to be near the bottom. If not the very bottom, it's like bottom 5. It's got to be, right? Like this yeah, was it's... awful, terrible horrible no good very bad there is one thing on this show that i will unequivocally i say i liked i don't even know if i can go that far there are shades of things that i liked so you know what you know what let me let me let me just preface everything by saying this audience audience Audience, the Brawl for All was the highlight of this fucking episode. That's how bad it was. Yeah, I mean, I guess the Brawl for All didn't just didn't make me mad. I'm just no, so checked out. I'm just so checked out of the Brawl for All that I'm just neutral on it. I'm just here for the memes at this point, and the memes were fucking delivering, okay? Uh, that's fine. I didn't, mm. I didn't give a shit. It was fine. Fuck. I next week is the fucking brawl for all finals and I'm ready to move I'm, on. I'm so ready. I can't believe you did this to us. This well, technically the, I did this to us, but you, this is my worst decision yet. Yeah. In terms of, of arc selection. This Once is again, it. Austin reaping what he has sown, but I've never had to s- reap this hard. I feel like you reaped pretty fucking hard on Katie Vick. You see, I guess, but there's Actually, almost... never mind. You took, you took kind of a weird, perverse glee throughout Katie Vick, I have to I, say. Like, I took, with Katie Vick, I took a lot of an angle of, like, this is actually <laughs> so stupid that it circles its way back around to being <laughs> funny to me. <laughs> like, Especially watching me suffer through it and just lose true. my mind. Yeah, yes. but, like, the entire ridiculousness of... Kane of the Kane of Kane going to high school and having a girlfriend and yeah, again, a like car and one, one of Austin's fanfics gone wrong was the two Katie weeks of Triple H playing with a mannequin. Yeah, 
Like, and also and to all find fuck, out that that, and that it all, all fucking that, ends with it just being a a build in to the new to the next Sean versus Triple H match because what it was supposed to be a build in to couldn't literally couldn't come to fruition because Vince McMahon was too fucking incompetent about knowing who worked for him, and it was. And that was also when, like, Shawn Michaels faked being in a wheelchair so that yeah. he could do a dramatic rise up that he no longer needed the wheelchair. Like, the, Yeah, the super kick to the fucking right to Triple H's chin right there. He went, my man went, boom, and it was great, you know. Like, and then we rode off to the sunset and never had to think about Katie Vick again. Like, the Katie Vick angle ends with Shawn Michaels doing his shitty dancing on top of a coffin. Yeah, you know what? That was fine. <laughs> Like, that was ultimately fine. This arc has had so little for me to like laugh at. It's just the same wheels spinning the entire fucking time. This feels like an eternity, Austin. It feels like they spent a year mired in these nothing fucking storylines. Yeah, okay, let's go. Uh cold <coughs> open. Oh well, yeah, so we, cold. We, we we have a cold open to raw that's new yeah this is we're trying things out here yeah uh, but it's stone cold trying to beat down vince's door Desperate. open the door you little baby open which, the damn door vince which, which, which you know same um also it's it's very funny we're watching this the same week that dynamite had a very similar shot of like tony khan's executive office door like the nameplate and everything and the wrestlers trying to like fucking get in there what did you um, say? It's like poetry. <laughs> that was so good, dude. That was so, Tony. Tony, you know what? I, 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 I have stood adamant on my uh, wish that Tony Khan never ever make himself a, a, a character on AEW TV, especially as like you know a heel owner. Uh, but I gotta say, Angie Tony through the door, beautiful little, beautiful little touch. Yeah, so back May, to maybe there's Raw, something there. Uh, Austin says that Vince has 60 seconds to get his ass oh, to the wait, ring. Wait, 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 wait. Before before we dive into the episode proper, Austin, I have a I have a new segment that I that I wish to bring forward to the court. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, I I I have determined mathematically that during the Attitude Era. There is, a, on average, an approximate metric fuck-ton of signs at, at each single Too episode. many of, signs. I understand no that's, a contro- that's a controversial opinion, I understand. And, like, I get why most people think that. Is because it's a cool visual from a TV-watching perspective. But I can't help... But, like, I prefer, even though I obviously watch wrestling more than I go to wrestling, I prefer going to wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, all I can think of when I see that many signs, especially the fact that so many of them are not nearly as funny as they think they are. Um, <laughs> True. Is I can't help but think about what that experience would be like as a live viewer of wrestling. Yes, and it would true. be fucking miserable. Yeah, so, quite I'm frankly, thinking- thank you smartphones for killing the sign game the smartphones killed the sign game well i guess it happened at the same time you know the smartphones killed the flash photography that 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 that's a little bit more disappointing that's that's true but it all it all kind of wrapped up at the same time right 
Like it stopped. Like like it stopped being cool to get, bring signs to the shows all the goddamn time. Uh, the same. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess. Cool. I, I guess. I guess the Attitude Era in general, when that died, it kind of died with signs. Signs kind of died with it in this like. Yeah. When now, now being the there's it, a sign I, at a show. It's top tier shit. Okay. Yeah. Like. I think I think I think that the Attitude Era bred a kind of casual fan that is only there to get drunk and and get themselves on TV with oh, their shitty songs. Gu- guarantee that n- these motherfuckers did not watch the shows that they went to live. Guarantee fucking tea it. They couldn't have. There were too many goddamn signs. Yes. Yeah, so this has been was so this over. has been my crusade against signs. Because there's too damn many of them. Well, I'm sorry to say that this whole segment is all about th- all of the signs. It is it is here to concentrate all of the signs into one singular uh, 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 segment. Uh, a, a, a nice full dose of, of signage just for you, right into your veins. Because, you know, I could pop up throughout the episode and be like, ah, oh, this sign, that sign. But I feel like it's more effective if I... Just kind of collect them all at once. So I, I invite you all, uh, co-host and dear dear listener and viewer, um, to the first ever installment of David's Sign Sidebar. So highlights from the the signage on the August 17th, 1998 episode of Raw. Uh, <clears throat> Golga 316? I'm sorry, what? First of all, fuck that. Um... Uh, there's someone in the crowd who just has a fucking ECW sign for some reason. Um, they're not in Philadelphia till next week, idiot. <laughs> Very geographically confused. These raw, these raw goers. Um, uh, there is absolutely no hope for the kid with the puke on me draws sign. Wherever yep. he is, thirty years later, I guarantee you, it's nowhere good. Um, LOL. I hope he, I hope he is in jail. I hope I that's hope, where he's at. I, that, yeah, I don't believe in the First Amendment. I believe if you take a, a puke on me, draw sign to Raw, you, your ass gets carted to jail for life. Oh, no. What I mean by that is I all if you're the kind of person who takes a puke on me, draw sign to life, I already just assume that you're a degenerate that is going to be in, <laughs> in the future. Which way, Western man? Yeah. <laughs> um, LOL at the dumbass having his Al 316 sign upside down. I assume it was Al himself. You know, it could be referring to Al Snow, but I choose to just believe the dude was named Al. Al, you're a fucking dumbass. That that's a that's a message from 30 years in the future. Bet you never never thought you'd get that. Dumbass. Yeah. Um all right, all right. <laughs> The MVP of David's sign sidebar this week. I I can't make heads or tails of this. So as we're going into the opening segment to set the scene, Stone Cold Steve Austin has pulled up to the arena in a hearse, which I desperately want to believe is is either Paul Bearer or the Undertaker's car that he hotwired. Um, and he is he's you know he's walking to the rain. The glass is shattered. Whoop de doo. Um, and they. They zoom in on this one fine young lady um, who is holding up a very wordy sign, mucho texto. And the text isn't terribly thick, but they zoom in close enough that you're able to make out what it says. Um, and I, okay. Oh, I, boy. 
So, on this sign, just a white sign with black Sharpie text on it. Again, not terribly thick. She's cramming a lot of shit on here. So, this, I need to take this, like, form as it's formatted. Up uh, in the top, the, the top of the page, top left. 316 is, in, in all caps, 316 is dangerous venom, dot, dot, dot. The next line, indented all the way to practically be right aligned, in all caps, UNDERTAKER. The next line, left aligned again, in all caps, the rattlesnake, it's, it's the rattlesnake, but halfway through snake, the, the letters shift to being lowercase. The rattlesnake, next line, left aligned, is, that's capital I, lowercase s, recoiling, all caps, to uppercase T, lowercase O. Next line, left aligned. Strike back. Dot, 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 dot. And strike back, again, only the first letters in those are capitalized. Dot, 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 dot. Exclamation. This sounds like it was written like a ransom note. You know, I was going to call it postmodern poetry, but really, in this day and age, what's the difference half the time? Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. What the fuck was that? That's You didn't even manage to name either of the two signs I noticed, so you know Yeah, what? this is how bad it is. So, okay, I know that JR is trying to do, like, quick intro while Austin is coming out. He mentions quick, the same... Oh. Oh, I have a note about JR's quick intro here. So he 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 talks about how um uh, uh Stone Cold is is trying was trying in the cold open <clears throat> to get into Mr. McMahon's dressing room. Why the fucking kayfabe is it his dressing room and not his office? And and I know this was a deliberate wording choice because JR started to say office and then fucking corrected himself. Why are they? Why is it a dressing room? I gotta be like one of the boys. I gotta have I gotta a dressing be like room. One of the boys. I'm a very um, manly owner. I have a dressing room, like all the like, men in the back. Like all the, like all the wrestlers. I'm like a wrestler, oh Dad. Like I'm a wrestler now, Dad. Are you are you proud of me now, Daddy? Anyway, I make note that apparently Sable and Jacqueline are going to arm wrestle later, and good God, that's going to happen later. Mm -hmm. um, so a Stone Cold walks out. Yeah. He stomps to the ring. Yeah. I told you I had 30 seconds to get your ass out here. And he goes, and he's like, I have 23 more beers. Yeah. And I'm yeah. going to drink all of them. Until you get out of here. Yeah, he, he literally gives Vince McMahon a minute to get out of here, or else he's just going to get belligerently drunk in the middle of the ring. Which, you know what? That would have been a way more fucking entertaining episode than what we ended up watching. Yeah. Um, also, also, as he says this, we get a shot of empty beer cans trailing from the hearse that he was driving. My man is clearly out here, you know, driving while intoxicated. That's great. Great example for That's the That's not even the stupidest DUI oh. on this episode. Oh, oh, I'm aware. Uh, also, I realize he's allowed to call Mr. McMahon Vince on TV. He's like the only one that can do that. Mm -hmm. That's neat. Well, Vince isn't going to tell him no. <laughs> True. 
True. So Vince is Austin's about to be like, security, get me another beer. And Pat Patterson walks out. Mm-hmm. Now you're a pathetic excuse for Mr. McMahon. I'll tell you that right now. True. True. And then out comes Gerald Briscoe. And I, I snorted at this at this is he's like, now I believe there's got to be a jackass behind curtain number three. number three. Now come on down, and then out comes Sergeant Slaughter. That was a cute line. That was a. I believe there's got to be a jackass behind curtain number three. Was a good line. I also well, Austin Commissioner Slaughter. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not acknowledging his position of authority. Commissioner Slaughter. That's I refuse actual name. I refuse to acknowledge his fake position of authority. I will instead only acknowledge his fake military. His fake. <laughs> yes, much more dignified. Thank you very much. And then Vince McMahon comes out. Mr. And McMahon, as- who, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be on AOL Live this Thursday. <laughs> I was dying. What? What? AOL live answering your questions. Yeah, just imagine being in a chat room with Vince fucking McMahon. I want. I want to see Vince McMahon's Reddit AMA. Okay. Oh boy, it's a shame (laughs) that Reddit wasn't a thing in 1998 for Vince to do Reddit AMAs. (laughs) Hey Vince, you think your father would be proud of you? I think Daddy's very proud of me. I, I, he would ignore that question. <laughs> anyway, and then also, okay, as Vince also, getting, okay. also as Vince is getting into the ring, they pull he pulls the ropes down to get in, and as he's bending over to get in, Val's like, "Well, hell, you might as well kiss Vince's ass while he's bent over that like that." <laughs> um, I think I heard them make a reference to the "Kiss My Ass" club when when he said that. I can't remember I, on commentary. No, 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 that wasn't a thing. Yeah. Okay. Also, that was, that, I was thing, that was the thing post invasion. As oh, well. really? Yeah, oh, that's shit. When I he, thought that's it was when he like did that bit. Okay. No. Also, okay. So something I noticed from Lawler, maybe he's done it before and I've just missed it, but this is the first ever time I've noticed it. Lawler in this episode is like bursting with laughter in the same way that he was, I do. He, he thought a lot of stuff was funny tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like he had some moments where he just did let out a single like ha. And I'm like, fuck, that's what I do. Fuck, I have something in common with Jerry Lawler. No! I hate you. So Austin is like, well, I bet you're happy. Undertaker and I aren't tag champs anymore. I bet that puts a smile (laughs) on your face. (laughs) And Vince Vince is like, not really. Not really, no. No. Now, Austin Uh, is fine. What? Yeah, I don't get it. Austin is fine with it, though, because it means that he and Undertaker are no longer bound together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's fine because he doesn't, he don't trust anybody. And now he doesn't have to tag in and clean up Undertaker's mess anymore. Yeah. And um, Undertaker, you say I pissed you off? Well, Stone Cold was born pissed off. Doesn't he get like actually bleeped out at some point during this he promo? He gets bleeped out somewhere in that com- in that line I just said. Yeah, um, I was like, oh my god, they actually had like I don't know a fucking censor bleep in this. Uh, yeah, on this live broadcast, that's then, I don't think I've ever heard that. I did. I I laughed at this line. I almost feel bad at myself for thinking this was funny. Oh, no. But he goes, "You said I had one foot already in the grave. What I'm gonna do 
in this ring tonight. I'm going to pull that foot out of the grave and put it in your ass. Yeah, yeah. This was this was the line that got me to say, Jesus Christ, this is such a generic promo because it's just Austin finding a way to like take the topic at hand and turn it into something being shoved up somebody's ass. Um, yeah, he just so seems to really have a fascination with putting things up people's asses. He Austin should, he should, uh, he should get that examined. Yeah, Austin yeah. promises that he's gonna. I mean, you want? I mean, the the Rock will one day constantly talk about turning stuff sideways and sticking it up people's asses. This if we want to talk about anal fascination, Spe- specifically candy asses, which that's a that's a hell of a kink right there. You know, mm-hmm. that's a. Any- Anywho, Austin said basically is like he's gonna beat Undertaker up in the ring. He's gonna throw him in that hearse he drove to the ring over there. And yeah. if Vince gets in the way, he will just also throw Vince in the hearse. Vince and, and the go- and the rest of the suits too. And then he'll drive all drive three him. of them down the highway to hell. Get it? At, at 110 miles per hour. And that's all I got to say. You sorry, son of a bitch. And that's I, the bottom line. Gustav Gold said so. And again, the running through of every single pop line just stuffed in at the end. Okay. No, no, no creativity. But yeah, uh, wants to drive them down the highway to hell at 110. I feel like between this and the drunk driving, my man's just. It's just really itching for some vehicular felonies to commit, this is you know? bad. Vince is it's pissed off at all this. Uh, Vince, it looks Stone Cold flips off Vince while Br- Jared Briscoe gets in between him so nobody fights or anything. I also want to po- give a shout-out to... Um, usually when I shout-out this guy, he's a completely kayfabe character figment of my na- imagination. But this time it's real. Shout-out to whatever poor beleaguered sound guy was in charge of cutting off because Stone Cold hits his last line, and he fucking tosses the mic up into the air, and we don't hear it hit afterwards. So sh- shout out to whatever fucking beleaguered sound guy had to be like at the ready to cut off that mic before it hit the ring mat and went boom. Yeah. Oh fuck. Um, All right. So Stone Cold leaves after that, and then we um, get the first match of the night: Ken Shamrock versus Dan Severn versus Owen Hart. And it's I also at this like, point that we that we get it revealed that Lawler is going to be hosting. Oh no, hold on a minute. Before we get to me. that. Uh I would like to say up front that I heard this was announced and I'm like, "Oh yeah. All right. Where this is going to be a good match. This is going to be exciting. We're going to pay off all this feuding they've been doing." Heh. Up to well, this point. This was one of the better ones of the night. I will say that. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So Jerry Lawler said that he is going to get a statement from the White House tonight. They're going to scoop CNN. They're going to scoop everybody. Because, again, I, I said this in the front half, but to reiterate, August 17th, 1998, the Raw was running again, was having to run at the same time as Bill Clinton testifying before the uh, the uh, Ken's, Kenneth Starr's grand jury regarding, uh, you know, getting impeached over his affair with Monica Lewinsky. Um, so Raw decides that it's time for some Bill Clinton impersonating jokes tonight. Well, yeah, of course, because Vince Russo grinds his teeth at the thought of anything at all usurping them in the ratings even if it's very important national news mm-hmm. so he's like fuck it let's just make jokes about it and pull some dipshits in that way yeah so <coughs> this is the way they handled that um also I'm- oh fuck one one more sign that i missed 
Shout out to the kid who's right behind commentary with his fucking pager number. And it's like, you better page me or else. I don't know, something like that. Or else? Why? why? It was was some, like, stone-cold ass, like, you know, or else threat. I can't fucking remember. What the- what is up with people giving out their fucking pager numbers on Raw in the Attitude Era? Are these motherfuckers just that lonely? Like, what is happening? Yes. Yes, actually, yeah. By the way, I wanted to look this up is what were the ratings for this show and nitro for due to how how were how was the show affected by the Kenneth's the bill clinton testimony <coughs> uh since we're talking about it yeah um raw got a drew a 4.2 this is down from a 4.5 the week before and right. down from the 4.7 they will get next week. Okay. Nitro got a 4.9. Yo! Up from the last week of 4.6, but down from what they will get the next week at a 5.2. Vince Russo, everybody. Booking genius. He's sure getting those ratings back with a Bill Clinton impersonator. Yeah, I don't. I wish I knew what was happening here because, like, we have crossed the threshold of when, like, we watched the episode of the April twenty seventh, the April thirteenth, excuse me, the April thirteenth, ninety eight Raw, the first time that Raw beat Nitro in eighty in eighty four in eighty two weeks or whatever the yes. Um, after that though, Raw kind of dominates that win-loss column here. That Raw basically goes nigh unbeaten, rarely beaten from April to July. And then here in August from August 10th to August 24th, Nitro wins three weeks in a row. Then they go, and then Nitro goes unopposed for two weeks, and then Nitro wins again on September 14th. And then oh. after that, it becomes like Nitro gets two more victories on September 28th and October 26th, and then they will never beat Raw again. That's horrifyingly depressing. So I'm like, I can't, like, why? Why was August 98 hot? Was was Jay Leno really drawn for Nitro in 98? I mean, probably. I don't know what fuck else they got going for him. That's a good question, actually. Time, Time out, he calls. I need to do some some uh, some checking here. When was the Goldberg Hulk Hogan match actually? Oh, there you go. That was. Oh, that was June seventh. Okay, but they are building to. Oh no, because Bash at the Beach is in July. Hold, I'm very confused now because I because Bash at the Beach '98 is the infamous pay-per-view that was main evented by hollywood hogue oh no i have my oh i have oh my god this is jay leno my oh my god yes beach is hogan and dennis rodman versus ddp and carl malone that's when they did the nba stuff but road wild on august 8th is when Diamond Dallas Page and Jay fucking Leno beat Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff in the main event of Road Wild. Holy shit. Holy fucking shit. So that post Jay Leno bump for Nitro. Jay Leno draws. Jay Leno draws. 
Okay, now that we've got that settled. Uh, oh point God. being, now that we've settled uh, the rating stuff for the night, let's get back to the match here. So I was like, okay, let's go. Shamrock yeah. and Severn have the stare off as they go to commercial. Also, Severn's from fucking Michigan. That's interesting. You did not know that. Also, also, I think I saw, uh, like, okay, Severn walks to the ring and he has like a water bottle in his hand. It looks like he, like pops a pill in his mouth and swallows it down on his way to the ring. Um, I choose to believe that it's an antihistamine. He's allergic to shamrocks. Ah, too. <laughs> it is um, honestly amazing to me, like how long Dan Severn stays with his company. Um, because like Dan Severn. When he has, has fuck all to do. Well, it's, it's not that it, it's that like Dan Severn has always been a bit of a, you know, trying appealing to the being trying to be a family appropriate person like like the reason he 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 was like as an example he was the nwa champion when tna started and they stripped him of the belt because he didn't want to work at a place called tna oh my so they're God. like whatever we'll just strip you of the belt and crown Yo. somebody else Yo. so 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 he's never been super comfortable with like the raunchier sides of wrestling. So it's amazing to me he sticks out the attitude era as long as he does. Yeah, that is kind of wild. Now he never he stays way the fuck away from anything even remotely controversial. My man is era. is here for serious business, TM, and it's why he could never fucking get over in the yeah era. Absolutely nobody cared. But it's also why I don't like hate him as much as I hate a lot of these motherfuckers. Yeah. Anyway, uh, as Owen Hart comes out, we get some dude in the crowd with a sign. You can't read it, but he is dressed like the Jason Sensation Owen Hart parody. Oh, is that what that was? I just thought yeah, it was extremely low res Owen cosplay. No, it's it's like how Jason Sensation did it. Like like Jason Sensation's Owen Hart dressed in like yellow road tape. Yeah, and yeah, he's, he's got a black singlet and just like caution tape wrapped around. Yeah, it's you know what? Yeah. I'm I'm here for the extremely niche cosplay. That was great. Um, yeah, so uh, Owen gets in the ring and immediately starts fighting with Ken Shamrock. Also, the and, nation just backs the fuck up from ringside. Oh, the officials shoo them off. Oh, okay. Like, you can see Slaughter and the refs in there okay, I telling that. to get away. Uh, and then Dan Severn stands in a corner. He is going to stand in the corner and do nothing yep. for basically the entire match. It's ostensibly a triple threat match, yeah, but Severn is still, Which, for some reason here, being fair and balanced to MC and R. This might, this might by default, be the worst triple threat match ever. Because it's not. Because it's because, not. Because the third guy doesn't do shit. <laughs> yeah, what? why is he still doing this? Well, the ref, well, apparently he's pick waiting for the right opportunity yeah but he just stands there and he is so bad um dance dance Severn has a real problem of not having a lot of stage presence as a as a performer like yeah he's, he's a real badass and i'm and like in in the world of shoot fighting like watch the fuck out for this guy but <laughs> he's in performance fighting now and he's not good at that I will say, I, I did feel his brooding a little bit. A little bit. There were also times where I just completely fucking forgot he was there. Um, but he did he did at least kind of have, like, the brooding, like, thing down. 
Now, again, that said, I'm fucking confused as to why he's still brooding and where this whole, like, I'm going to be, like, the enlightened centrist between Owen and Shamrock shit except comes from. It's except. all just building to a shitty swerve. But anyway, <coughs> Dan, Owen Hart gets Shamrock in the corner, starts punching him down. He's like, who is a nugget now? He's really in on the nugget. I, I can't tell if Owen's, like, really eating this up, like, out of kayfabe, or if he just fucking hates his life doing this. I cannot tell. No idea. What the energy is there. So, like, Shamrock and Owen kind of go back and forth. A uh, highlight of the match is Ken Shamrock does a Hurricane Rana, which is, like, he is... As big bad MMA dude, you don't really think of those guys doing hurricane runs, doing ranas, yeah, like head scissor takedowns because that's Lucha's shit. But and so it's really dope when he just whips one yeah, out. Yeah, no, no I'll problem. give it to I'll give it to dudes like Shamrock and Severn. They are athletically quite gifted. I've said this before, and as much as I find especially Ken Shamrock to be an extremely boring fucking character, I I really do find myself impressed with his work when he is in the ring. Mm -hmm. So he does a belly-to-belly -belly suplex to Owen Hart as Severn does break up this pin. Like, this is uh -huh. what he does. The first thing he does in the whole fucking match is he breaks up this pin. Shamrock is, this suit is pissed, of course. Of course. And then Owen gets a German suplex to Shamrock and we are right the fuck back to Severn doing nothing. Uh -huh. Um, Drop kick by to Shamrock. Owen sets up for the sharpshooter. Shamrock kicks him off. Shamrock gets an armbar takedown. He, he goes immediately to the ankle lock. And as Ken Shamrock is putting Owen in the ankle lock, Dan Severn casually just walks up to Shamrock and puts him in a chokehold. Samoa Joe, Dan Severn is not. Um, <laughs> I, I, I will say, I, I did... I. The, the the I I thought the I thought the the, the choke out looked pretty all right. It was just very casual in the way he's just like, oh, all right, guess you're done. Yeah, like yeah, because, you know. again, like I said, not a lot of physical charisma with this fighter. guy. Yeah. Um, but uh, so Dan Severn has Ken Shamrock in this chokehold. Owen starts stomping at Shamrock, and then apparently the bell just rings, and I guess. Shamrock has passed out or tapped out or something. It I don't did, know. to be fair, look like uh, Shamrock was made to pass out by by Severn's chokehold. Severn wins, and Owen keeps attacking Shamrock. Uh, Steve Blackman, the lethal weapon, is yes. here. As a reminder, he is injured because he can't. That's why he did drop out of the brawl for all. Oh yeah. So it's also at this point that I realize I cannot tell steve blackman and ken shamrock apart all that well like Oof. the 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 epitome of generic slightly beefy white dude is That's is true. on with, with with crew cut is on full fucking display i guess the easiest way to do it is steve blackman always wears long pants and ken shamrock is pretty much always in shorts i guess like i ultimately can tell them apart but like jesus christ i looked at Blackman, and I'm like, I swear to God, I've looked at this man before and thought he was Ken Shamrock. I That's, like, probably. I was um, like, oh fuck. 
Anyway, Steve Blackman is here to beat the shit out of Owen. And at this point, Severn releases the hold on Shamrock. And they, they're talking up about how Blackman is bros with Ken Shamrock and Dan Severn. He is like the, the mutual friend between. Yeah, the he's the true, rival. like, fair and balanced, enlightened centrist here. And then Dan Severn chokes out Steve Blackman as well. Yes. And Owen starts beating the shit out of Steve Blackman. All the officials have run in to try to get Severn to let go. Uh, Dan Severn and Owen Hart leave and they high-five each other. Are they in cahoots? Luckily, they don't say that. They do not say cahoots. But that is what I put in the notes because we're in a cahoots in season. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dan Severn's out here wanting to become the nation's second token white guy. You know, yeah. I, I guess I guess he thought Owen was getting a pretty pretty solid deal. Yeah, so um, the officials help Shamrock up, and Shamrock all shoves him away, and he's like a caged animal. He's like ready to pounce. Yeah. What he does. There's something um, on commentary about Blackman wants to fight Shamrock or the other way around. I, I don't know. Like I said, they're both fucking generic white guys. I can, can't really uh okay also Black ken shamrock starts threatening sergeant slaughter yes as as reasons Sh slaughter is down like it's just because he's still rearing to fight like like yeah what his early gimmicks was he would like beat the shit out of referees like constantly <laughs> so like he is always down to beat up officials so but he is like don't let me come down there and knock 50 pounds off your ass and yeah that um, fuck you that he's the face in this scenario yes uh but water uh, is fat and he's a heel so it's okay to make fun of him that's uh, obvious anyway shamrock like gets in slaughter's face and keeps threatening him all the way up the ramp as we cut to the end of the segment and, and now it's time for the brawl for all the godfather versus bart gun but fuck all of that we got bill clinton on the line they have the Bill Clinton impersonator Call during the fucking brawl segment. This show hates me. They this use, wants me to they die. Use the Bill Clinton thing to prop up shitty segments. I oh oh the, again. I have a whole rule of three about this. All right. Yeah. All right. So, but so, I thought, see, I thought Austin, my foolishness, this was going to be the only one. So I'm like, oh, we're talking to Bill Clinton. You know, it's just going to be a segment. I'm like, I all right. I believe that. Because I, the way you framed it made it sound like it was just going to be a segment. Also, I would pay money. I would bet money on the fucking Bill Clinton impersonator just being fucking Jason Sensation. I would bet. Yeah, I would bet fucking either that. hilarious. Either that, or they or like, based on the voice, they were maybe able to snag Daryl Hammond from over at SNL. It's one of those two. I guarantee you. I mean, they've used Bill Clinton impersonators before. I just kind of assumed it was one of the same dudes they've hired before for this stupid shit. No, well, fucking whatever. Um, it's not a hard voice to do. I guess it it's not. It's really like, not. And that's why I took extensive notes on the Bill Clinton shit. So that um, I can try... My best to do some Bill Clinton voicing. <laughs> I hate you. Anyway, all right. Yeah, what do you so got? What do you got yeah. for me, Austin? So uh, there, the button. Let's be clear. The Godfather is coming out with his hose when this is. The, you know the the early vestiges of the hoe train, the the hoe caboose, as it were. Right caboose. now. Yeah. The Hulk. The whole caboose. The, the hoe caboose. The hoe yeah. caboose. Yeah. Anyway, so Lawler is freaking out. He's got Glenn on. I was like, yeah. 
I'm trying to watch Raw, man. I want to watch these babes the Godfather's got, man. I bet they'd make great interns. Oh. And here we go. Oh. And I mean, Bill Clinton says he loves Raw. He loves it Raw. Even Monica knows that. Uh. Yep. Oh. All right. So they, Bill Clinton, they're like, all right, thanks, Bill. Talk to you later. That was, yeah, That I was like, oh, no, that was way too quick to be the only oh, no. time we get this in this episode. Anyway, uh, so we, it's raw for all time. What what was what was that call? What? Any, and, and Godfather. Okay. This, is Godfather. Good, this is good setup and payoff, David. They've set up for a couple of weeks that the Godfather offers his hose to his opponent so to forfeit the match. And then tonight, the Godfather's like, normally I'd offer you a night with my hose, but you know what? What? Not tonight, brother, because I'm just gonna kick your ass. What are they working this? I know, I know it's not actually working it because Godfather is not risking losing this fight and actually like having to do an angle where fucking Bart Gun walks off with one of the hoes. But like, but uh, I mean, the oh. absolute funniest way the brawl for all could have ended is the godfather versus bradshaw godfather offers the hose bradshaw yep. accepts and godfather wins the why bradshaw. are they working this this is supposed to be the only shoot part of this i hate this well they've quickly realized that this is boring and shitty yeah and the only the only recompense has really been that the crowd has stopped booing this so hard. Yeah. Because, and I would like to think of this as Vince McMahon's first lesson that if you present a shitty thing long enough, eventually the crowd will get tired. You oh, no. will always be able to outlast the boo, the crowd booing what you want. So, really, the relative success of the brawl for all is what we have to blame for Roman Reigns' titles. Yes, title if you if you look the domino effect of you know, the crowd tiring themselves out from booing the brawl for all at the bottom of the of the of the of the domino, the big domino is Roman Reigns being pushed poorly for half a decade you know you know austin i this is this is where my my noobishness shows in in contrast to to the wisdom of your knockout ishness because because i sit here on this show and i and i hear you say these statements that sound and should be absolute crackpot except they just keep being right you, they just keep feeling like expert fucking analysis. I don't know how you do it, but <laughs> like the brawl for all is the is the first domino to Roman Reigns having shitty over long title runs is a deeply unhinged thing to say. But I can't, I can't refute that. I cannot. I, I don't. I don't know how the fuck. I, I stand in awe of your wisdom. Oh, great one. Yeah, so uh, they give a tail of the tape because I guess we're trying to make this look legit or whatever. Yeah, also there are point deductions now. Are there? I wasn't even yeah. bare. I was barely. Yeah, looking. yeah. Now it's a thing. Like, if you don't break the hold within eight seconds, there will be a five-point 
reduction in your score. The poor WWF refs having to learn a whole new rule set for the Brawl for All every single week. Yeah, okay, whatever. Um, the, uh, First round, they kind of punch at each other, but nobody, like, hits that. And there's no big hits. Well, apparently Godfather anymore. and Bart both legitimately have boxing backgrounds. Yeah, so neither of them it. act, neither of them fight like idiots. Yeah. Yeah, they both and, have decent form. It's from my limited yeah, knowledge of it, boxing. It feels like two rounds deep in the brawl for all now that like everyone both understands that one, this is stupid and nobody cares. And <laughs> two, so many people have gotten injured doing this. So let's like not try to hurt each other that bad. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Fuck. They they went the fucking Fucking Vince Russo shot himself into a work with the brawl for all because the boys went backstage and conspired about how to make this safer and better for everybody involved. Yeah, so... JR uh, clenching his teeth on commentary notes how Bart Gunn is known for his devastating knockout of Dr. Death Steve Williams. You can... Oh, ooh, he's, he's still, so mad. He's still crying he's into his so pillow. Mad. Weeks later, his 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 Doctor Death Steve Williams waifu body pillow. Ugh, ugh, I didn't want to think. I didn't. I don't want to think about that existing. Oh, oh. Uh, so at the end of round two, Bart Gun is up twenty to nothing, and I honestly don't even remember when he got two takedowns to be up twenty to nothing. So great. Um, early into the third round, they start swinging at each other. Bart Gunn hits a right hand to Godfather's fucking face, knocks dude, him the fuck out. Dude, that. he fucking murders Godfather. Motherfucker fell over like a goddamn punch out enemy. Oh my god, he got him square in the face, and and Wait, Godfather collapsed. This man fucking flops okay holy shit and this is this is how you know that jr was almost certainly actually fucking mad about bart gun beating dr Steve williams because after he gets the dub he goes up to the commentary booth and is like and is in jr's face going like now the now I fucking I demand respect from you. I demand and JR's like, yeah, no problem, you got it. I, yeah, of course. Like you you fucking know. You fucking know that JR went backstage, talked shit about Bart Gunn beating Dr. Death, and Bart Gunn caught wind of it, and this is fucking recompense. Oh my god. Holy that was not a work. That was not planned. That looked so fucking real. Yeah. Oh my god. Holy shit. Yeah. So we cut backstage and Blackman and Shamrock are just destroying. I'm gonna, I'm shit. gonna murder that sh- I'm gonna murder that shum bitch in his sleep. I swear to God. Backstage see Blackman and Ken Shamrock definitely just destroying <laughs> Our- shit. They're just having some roid rage. You know how it is. All right. Now, fucking finally. Well, not yet. We get the finally, hint. Finally. And I was so excited good, about this. Some good fucking match. But first, we get Michael Cole backstage correspondent uh, explaining yeah. that Dan Severn is going to be Owen's special trainer for his SummerSlam match against Ken Shamrock in a lion's den match uh that is basically a mma knockoff cage match like they are literally gonna put an octagon at the side of the stage 
and and do an MMA match. And they're selling separate tickets for it at a separate location during SummerSlam. Which no, is so no, no, no. It's going to be at ring. It's like at the side of the stage at SummerSlam. Oh, I thought it was going to be at a... No, I thought it was going to be at a different fucking no, locale entirely. Because the way it sounded like they were advertising it was like... You went. You you could buy tickets in separate location and then watch the rest of the watch the rest of Sum- SummerSlam on the Jumbotron. I'm pretty sure they just stick the fucking cage, uh, L- in somewhere in the staging area. Now I guess I need to check. Let's see what. I happened. swear to God, they said you can watch the rest of the broadcast. Oh my God, it did. You're yeah. Right. Yeah, what the fuck? They do it in a separate theater in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. The theater area in in MSG. What in the hell? Which is which has been noted interesting before is because they is WWF has used that theater before for their MSG shows. They would after the after they sell out all the tickets to see the show, then they'll sell tickets to go watch it on the theater in Madison Square Garden. Oh Um, wow, that's just fucking flagrant but uh holy fuck yeah they're just gonna stick a fucking cage in the theater at madison square garden and then you buy, stupid marks buy tickets. be there for one shot match and then just watch and the it's probably gonna be fucking stupid yeah like i said it's a knockoff mma cage i was wondering what the fuck lion's den meant yeah no it's that's because they're it just is. like oh it's gonna be a pit well the, gee gee golly willikers fuck I, yeah, I guess I guess you could just put a wrestling match in a fucking pit. No, it's got MMA rules, I guess. Fuck, okay. Yeah, anywho. Um, uh, but Cole. both men have left the building. They're yeah. Owens, Owen and Severn are gone. Yes. Uh, and, and, uh, and Michael Cole understands that after the next matchup, we will be joined by Ken Shamrock and Steve Blackman for a special statement regarding the situation in Austin. This is, this is the point in the episode where I assert my psychic abilities. Because I I predicted like the 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 oracle that I am that this statement would amount to essentially punch 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 punch. Yeah, I mean that's, I, all, I, Ken, I, I that's lifted, all Ken Shamrock promos, really. I see. I haven't seen enough Ken Shamrock promos to know that I'm just that good. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway, match best fucking part of the whole. Finally, show. some good fucking match. Dun 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 dun. Dun, 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 Fucking dun. Coming up through a burning ring of fire. Through the Gangrel Vader. It's Gangrel. Yes. This campy ass vampire motherfucker is here to save the show from the depths looks, of hell. Can you? First of all, Gangrel. This guy dresses. Okay. In the pilot of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> There is an entire joke bit about how vampires have no fashion sense because they died decades ago. And <laughs> Buffy points and Buffy can't sense vampires with her slayer sense. She uses her knowledge of fashion sense to slay a vampire. All that to say, Gangrel dresses like a vampire that Buffy kills in the pilot of her TV show. I don't know what you're talking about, Austin. My man Gangrel is wearing a hot Kotoro, right? That fucking white button-up frill shirt. Give me 20, all right? I need it. Uh, fucking good, good, good shit. 
Also, his theme and his entrance go kind of hard. Like, his music it is does. fucking great. The entire arena is bathed in red. He's got this, like, slow, creepy approach. He's got a fucking goblet in his hand. With, with, a, with a liquid of some with sort in there, blood, I guess. I don't know what the heck that is. You know, blood-flavored Gatorade, as you do. Now, he um, comes up with a goblet of blood in his hands. You get with a ring of fire, the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. This is also going to be the Broods music when they become a thing. Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing. So I see Gangrel, and I'm like, oh, shit. We've also been getting, like, fucking uh -huh, brooding Christian. Uh, or, edge, or brooding edge. Brooding edge. Pardon me. Um, just, just all throughout this fucking arc. And I'm like, oh, are we, like, on the verge of Brood Edge shit? And sure enough, we Edge, are. Edge is here, sitting with his legs dangling off the edge of the fucking balcony of this goddamn arena. Not It, it looked so unsafe, by the it way. Did. Like, he wasn't it, behind a railing. It's My man a, was just, it's, thank, I hope security was well-placed so that nobody came to just try to push Edge off the balcony. Like, Yeah, so he was just there watching being like that's so cool you know he's hoping senpai noticed yeah so um, as i joked about with the commentary doesn't want to call him a vampire he is extremely obviously a vampire, a vampire. but they don't want to call him that yeah Jerry i wonder Waller why angle some kind of animal and he's like look at the fangs jr and then he drinks the he drinks the goblet of blood and JR goes, well, it seems he's empowered whenever he drinks that liquid, whatever the heck it is. I like, certainly don't want to know what it is. Like, I don't get it. I don't know why they can just say he's a fucking vampire. Like, maybe they is. think it's too goofy, but also, oh, no. Sure. Doing the entire bit as an obvious vampire is fine, but acknowledging that we're doing a vampire bit, that's goofy. I don't and know. This it's is this gonna, was the time of Buffy, you know. It could be that fucking I don't know. Actually, saying vampire appeals to girls or something. I don't fucking surely, know. I I would. I think they have an issue with the word blood. Um, I think that is but, an issue. But you don't have to say blood to call him a vampire. Um, because I also but, know when they're gonna do a gimmick, when they're gonna start doing their gimmick of like dropping blood on people from the ceiling. They're going to be like, it's the red viscous fluid. They're not going to say it's a bloodbath. I um, hate Because that's that. what it is. Um, yeah, it's weird and funny that they won't call him a vampire. That's so weird. Anyway, oh he's, rest God. he's wrestling Brian Christopher, Jerry Lawler's shitty son, and he beats oh, him with hey. two moves. Also, also, he's wrestling in the fucking frilly button-up. Oh my god! Yeah. What a, and 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 he drinks the blood and lets it drip all the fuck over his shirt like an icon. Claire would love this guy, I think. Um, I think he, I think she would as well. This is absolutely an example of wrestling being gayer. Um, um. So yeah, so he beats and this dumb fucking squash mash against Jerry Lawler's dumb fucking son is one of the best parts of the night by a country we ass. Mile. Now that we have established Gangrel in the show, I feel like sometime we need to watch the episode of I think Sunday Night Heat, oh. where they get to cut a promo and it completely derails the entire gimmick. Oh my god! I because need Gangrel is cool as shit until he opens his mouth, <laughs> and then it's over. 
so Jover. <laughs> it's Jover oh, I need for this. sure. Also, we've we've like never watched Heat. I would love to yeah. do that. Actually, um, okay. So so yeah. So hey, look, I was exactly right. The Steve Blackman and Ken Shamrock promo turned out exactly how the fuck I predicted it. I couldn't understand a word that was being said. And also, poor Michael Cole's interview set can't stay intact for a single episode to save his fucking life. Yeah, so Shamrock's like, I better have two hospital beds for him because I'm going to break every bone in their bodies. <laughs> yes, like, like I said, he's, he, he, he speaks, I think that was Greek. Um, yeah. And and then just and then just you and know it, wanders off. And, and it's at this point, shit. they they throw up a graphic. Don't worry, fans. There will be, we'll hear more from the president tonight. Uh, <laughs> Bill Clinton. Well, yeah, yeah, literally, I just had in my notes is Christ more Clinton shit. Oh yeah. God. All right, we cut backstage uh, to Michael Cole with DX getting ready for their no holds barred street fight with the nation. And oh boy, do I have things to say about that. Oh, uh, but I do too. They don't even get to the interview because the nation runs in and they just start brawling, random brawling, random brawling, refs are breaking it up, random brawling, blah, blah, blah. I, I will say I did have a terrible realization that I ultimately can't be too mean to this feud because this is just like a more 90s version of like every single Blackpool Combat Club feud it is. It ever. Is. And I, I eat that shit up. So on principle, I can't be too mean. I am kind of mad to moat to 90% of BCC feuds. So well, I get to be mean to it and say well, this is lame. Well, that's that sounds like a you problem. You know, we can't we can't all have perfect taste like me. It's fine. Um hey. no, uh, hey, hey, Brr. uh, uh then, anyway. Fourth match of the show. By the way, if you're following the time code on Peacock. This match, oh the fourth on the show, is starting 35 minutes 35 into the episode. Five minutes in. The anyway, pacing. And, and it is Ow, the my Disciples neck. of Apocalypse versus Scorpio and Farouk. And Farouk. And, and honestly, oh, good. I was honestly, I welcomed Bill Clinton in this moment <laughs> because otherwise I'd have to pay more attention to a DOA match. Yeah, see, that was the thing. For me, it was, oh, good. The Clinton shit during a fucking DOA match. I just want to die. So that's so, twice in a row they've inserted the, the Bill Clinton shit, which I hate, into shitty ass fucking segments that are the worst parts of the attitude era which i hate kill right, me so now this jerry lawler is wanting to get a if if bill clinton has any statements he wants to give to the nation before he's about to toe talk to ken star and he and i have the whole bit written down to be fair to me i didn't transcribe it i found it online and copy pasted it Jesus. I did not sit there and transcribe this. Okay. Let me just say to the American people, despite all the scandals and all the fooling around, my job is getting done. The economy is up. Inflation is down. And there are more jobs. You see, people, the more I perform at play, the better I perform at work. I mean, the more I take old Mr. One-Eye to the optometrist, uh, for people who don't know, Mr. Mister One-Eye is a euphemism for penis. For his dick. 
That one did take me a second. I'm like, what the fuck is he saying? The more I take old Mr. One-Eye to the optometrist, the better I can see America's future. Folks, the more I'm getting it on, the more I'm getting on. Thank you, and God bless America. What a great country. I mean, at least, I don't know, they, they acknowledge that he's doing well with, with the economy. I don't fucking know. But it's all an excuse I, for him to be I, like, I, I need to fuck more interns. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the necessary sacrifice, America. I want to die. Please kill me. I'm begging you. Fuck. Honestly, okay. I, I thought this one was the best of the three i think the third <laughs> one's the worst and i have a reason for oh. that when we get to it oh my um, god yeah okay but this match is so worthless that not only are they doing the clinton shit during it but also they just keep cutting backstage and the not only and the nation still the backstage brawling they are having the match, this match and dx so and nation start brawling <laughs> out by the ramp they just build the outside during this match no one gives a fuck. I, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool watching Farouk get a, a, a lukewarm tag. Uh, he's really jacked, which I haven't really like fully noticed till now. That's neat. Um, yeah, TOA so, does yeah. twin magic bullshit for yeah, the win. Scorpio, yeah, I thought fuck Scorpio, off. Uh, Two Cold Scorpio hits a 450 splash. The ref is distracted with all the brawling. And then the DOA do a twin magic and get a roll-up cradle pin for the win. Wop wop. Oh, my God. Um, oh, my God. Meanwhile, DX and Nation are still brawling or whatever. And then uh, and then the Undertaker is still not here in the building. He's still not here. They just keep cutting backstage. It's not even anywhere interesting backstage. It's like the fucking like back door to the arena. Yeah, they, they cut into like the stage door. Was yeah. The Undertaker could walk in at any moment. In this confused ass medium shot that's shot through a doorway looking at the glass doors leading to the outside. I don't care. I mean, of course my, he's not going to be here yet. Oh here my God. in my nitpicky bullshit of the night. Um, so the end the last segment with DX kind of walking up, backing Nation back up the ramp. Yep. Their match is next. Now, you'd think what they could do is just start the match with everybody in the ring because they're all already out here. Mm -hmm. You would be wrong. Mm -hmm. Both teams walk back up the stage, walk back behind the curtain, go back to gorilla position and then come out to do their whole fucking entrance after commercial. It's so dumb. Why did they book this that way? It is generation X versus the nation of domination in a four V three tag match, which I didn't even know that was a thing until I saw it. People, everyone is it a tag match. I thought it was a fucking street fight. It's a street fight. Anything goes, but I guess technically speaking, it's a tag match. Um, Fuck but off. it's, it's triple H, the new age outlaws and X-Pac versus the rock D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry. Um, cool. Why, why did the nation agree to a four on three match? Who, what kind of fucking idiot books a four on three match where the baby faces have more men? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that would get Triple H yelling at you in fucking uh, my GM. Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Actually, 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 
Fucking my GM prefers you have more baby faces than than heels in multi man matches. Which is actually this makes perfect fucking sense. <laughs> yeah, so the Nation DX do their whole stupid fucking entrance, um, and then the Nation come out. DX starts jump the Nation with fucking trash cans. Say the then, concept of this match seemed hype. Like I'm always my, down for sure. a good street fight. It, they it were in fighting been. position. Also, Snap. fuck another sign that I missed. I gotta be because because I I I frantically before we started put my sign notes into their own separate category and I missed a few. There's a sign that says event staff suck it. Uh fuck you to whoever that is, you fucking bitch. The the I hope the event staff all collectively kick your ass. Fuck off. Okay, anyway. Uh when the when the when the nation or when the when DX makes their entrance. Triple H is doing the fucking, uh, you know, to the thousands in attendance, to the millions watching at home, da-da-da, let's get ready to suck it. The, the DX has a whole rehearsed bit that they've built up by this point. Billy Gunn is standing behind Triple H, his arms wrapped around, like, you know, doing the, like, fake arms things, and he's doing, like, flight attendant hand motions toward Triple H's dick, while Jesse James puts a fucking bat uh, horizontal level with Triple H's crotch. Wrestling is super straight, and you're all super straight for watching it. Right. So my note for here is: How do I even take notes on a match where everything is just somebody hits somebody else with a random object? You don't. You don't. It's just. It's just madness. They're just hitting people with shit. There's. They just. This is what this is what people think who don't like ECW think ECW is. <laughs> this right here. <laughs> well, I'm sure this is a taste of what WWE's ECW looked like. To be fair, except um, no, it isn't because that. Oh that, yeah, that, their problem was they didn't do anything extreme at all. Not in the slightest extreme. Okay, yes, I remember this now. Um, but um, okay, I wrote the rockets of people's elbow. That's neat. Okay, okay, no, 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 no. This deserves to be notated. Okay, first of all, uh, on on commentary, we we have it said to us that Triple H told China to stay in the back because of all the weapons. What? Since when is China some fucking ingenue who needs to be protected from the danger of all the weapons? Why isn't China out here? Okay, so yes, Rock. Rock doesn't just hit a people's elbow, okay? So Rock has Jesse James down center, laying down, you know, on the mat, uh, right in people's elbow position, and he places a fucking like metal sheet tray on top of Jesse James's face, presumably to drop the the people's elbow, uh, through the sheet metal onto Jesse James's face. For extra impact. Except while Rock is running the ropes in preparation to hit the fucking people's elbow, he accidentally kicks the sheet metal off off the fucking Jesse James's face. <laughs> so he sets up for this spot and he fucks it up by running the ropes because he's gotta be a whole showy jabroni about hitting the fucking people's elbow. So oh my god. I wrote, why is X-Pac versus Jeff Jarrett Jeff happening Jarrett at SummerSlam? Happening at SummerSlam? That's a great question, because I don't fucking know either. So what Jeff the Jarrett fuck? just shows up, and he and Southern Justice start whooping X-Pac's ass. Oh my god. 
Jeff Jarrett makes a shitty attempt to cut X-Pac's hair with a rate with a clipper. And and Jeff Jarrett and Southern Justice clean house on DX so that Rock can, so that the nation can three on one Triple H inside the ring. Trips, who by the way is fucking hard bleeding from the mouth, uh, in a, in a way that makes him look like the goddamn Joker too, which is also a funny parallel. Probably, probably, probably happened this week. Hey, it probably happened when he got thrown face first into the ladder. Yeah, probably. So um, the Rock beats Triple H's ass with the ladder. Then he sets up the ladder under Triple H, and then the Rock just leaves. And apparently the match is over. The Rock, the, the nation, the Rock's music hits. I guess yeah. the nation wins. Fuck me. Run, uh, like this is fucking like this is fucking WWE 2K backstage brawl ass rules. At some point they You're just, just determine... knocked out and it's over. Yeah, at some point they just determine that somebody has won that. What? Oh my fucking god! This match just it it had so much potential and and it had like a ton it of just potential and wasted it. Was it. An, it was just an extension of the random brawling bullshit they did to build up to the match. And and once the nation once the nation took over the match, they just stayed in control. There was and no won, like and they the just won. spot. Yeah. What the fuck? It. What's that? Oh my god! Oh the my most god! Promising match it. on the show, a complete disappointment. Of shit! They fucked this it is, the fuck up. I'd the Gangrel just... squash was was leagues better than this dumb horse shit. And then, because the suffering isn't over, Tiger Alley sing and Babu come out. <laughs> I so, think it's I think it's Abu. I think it's I, no, I don't it's, think no, a... no. Jr. said it wrong, and he was like Abu, Babu, whatever it was. It's oh, Babu. okay. Babu I see is Jr. is a big. Name. I see Jr. is a big fan of Aladdin. I also okay. thought of that. Um, but yeah. anyway, Tiger Alley Singh has noticed that all Americans are lazy, fat, and in and poor. No, wait, people. wait, fuck, fuck. I gotta look this up because I swear to God, I heard Tiger Ellie sing "Say Abu" too. Hold, hold the fuck up. No, I, it's, um, it's. I know for sure. It's then it, maybe he fucked it up, but <laughs> that would be really funny if he fucked up his own manservant's name. But I know for a sure it's fucking Babu. Is the game okay? Yep, yeah, manservant named Babu. Yep. Which, uh, fun fact, uh, uh, is Tiger Ali Singh is a Canadian of Indian I mean, descent, least, to be fair. Yeah, to be and fair. And Babu is from Ecuador. Oh, no. Eh, he's brown. Close enough. Fuck you. Anyway, so Tiger Ali Singh has noticed that all of us Americans are lazy, fat, and in poor physical condition. Not like his people, the Indians. They're and, in and their Orients. <laughs> uh, apparently, even his manservant Babu stays in top physical condition, and we cut to a Babu training montage with a stereotypical Hindu music on playing. I I did I did notice that Babu Babu comes to the ring in like sweats but also with turban and like the fucking curly shoes because yeah yeah that's the, yeah gotta, he's, we he's, gotta push he's Indian I don't know how to explain how to explain this to you yeah no fuck uh huh um 
but and I, at first I'm like, okay, so they're going for the whole like beleaguered manservant thing who, you know, will but no, they He absolutely will never pull They never well and, and also and also like they later paint this as Babu is totally into this, actually. Yeah. Um but uh but and and fucking Tiger Ali Singh says that you know he had this whole training montage. Unfortunately, Babu has not found the time to wash or even bathe himself. Lawler on commentary goes, yeah, it's not that time of the month. What does that mean? Oh, Jerry Lawler on that casual Indian racism. Yeah, tonight. oh my God. Uh, oh, okay, the okay. point being that uh, apparently uh, after uh, one whole day of working out, just the one, <laughs> Ty, that Babu has built up enough grody-ass toe jam that in fact, Tiger Alley Singh will give anyone here $500 to lick the unwashed feet of Babu. And <sighs> they get we some We cut dude. to the crowd. We cut to the crowd. I want to point out, we cut to fucking children in the crowd raising their hands for this. Ah! Okay, so they get some dude. He's in an Austin shirt. Um... Jerry Lawler pipes up with, hey, can you imagine Asian toe jam? What does that smell like? Lawler is literally being just, the, geez, this is I, just racism. You know, this is you know, just racism. It, it is refreshing to hear him stop pretending for a moment and to just have confirmation that Jerry Lawler is just fucking racist. He just thinks brown people are are smelly and bad. Yeah, like, classic classic Indian stereotyping here of how smelly and gross Indian how people smelly are. They, oh my god! I no, they get this oh. in the ring. Babu takes this. I I don't. Which he looks. This this kid looks fucking young. I don't even know if they fucking age verified this motherfucker that they're gonna make like Babu's feet, which is terrible. And, and, but. Some fake fucking like I don't know what I don't know what the fuck shit. was that. It looked like lettuce from the angle that I paused my know. video at. It's it's know. not real toe jam, obviously. It's not, of course. It's fucking not. fake ass, whatever. And this dude has absolutely no hesitation no. to lick the this... shit out of this. Oh my god, the Lawler is so. This is peak art to Lawler. My man starts laughing so hard that he breaks into a coughing fit. <laughs> so <laughs> this is so, this is this is foot fetishism. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Yet Lawler. another new category of porn that you've made me watch for this fucking show, Austin. Uh, we got this one straight from Dan Schneider's personal fucking collection. God is dead. We have killed him with the Babu toe licking segment. Yeah, please, so please end my suffering. This please, God. Is the Tiger Alley Singh character is totally shit. Do we get anything of note from him ever in his career Absolutely aside from this? Absolutely not. Gross ass. How long does he even last? Like, like a couple of years. How? On what grounds? Like, I think he eventually, like, stops doing this bit, but after that, he basically never shows up. He's basically well, yeah. a jobber after this. Um, <clears throat> so. Oh, my God. So, I'm, I'm, uh, I feel like this gimmick 
vast i just to give some actual critical analysis here besides this sucks total dick ass <laughs> um <laughs> you might say it sucks total toe jam uh, uh. i want to say is this gimmick completely misses the point with the to- million dollar man gimmick like it's, i know like the million dollar man gimmick the point of that gimmick is that the million dollar man sets up ostensibly winnable challenges and then at the last minute kicks your shit in like the, yeah. the idea is that he's never going to give you the money but he's still going to make you dance like a little fucking poor puppet for it anyway. <laughs> like the, uh, the, the King segment from that bit was when he brought a child up to bounce a basketball 15 times. And at 14, he kicks the ball away. <laughs> and, so he, and he tells the kids, sorry, tough luck. Tough shit. This is Tiger Alley Singh is giving the money. This is a bootleg fear factor. And it I is know. Big. Again, Vince Russo wishes he could be anywhere but a fucking wrestling writer's room. Vin- Vince Russo hates. He despite he despite he loathes this, this professional segment, wrestling. There is a lot there. This, I feel like Tiger Alley Singh's shitty $500 challenges are the absolute most segments that feel like Vince Russo would just rather be writing Howard Stern. Yeah. Or on fear factor or literally anywhere the fuck else, but here like this most feels like something that Howard Stern would do. Yeah. You know, and like all we need is a com, a comedic midget. And we basically have Howard Stern at this point. Um, you know, fucking. I, I hear, I hear. Stephen Crowder is looking for some new staff members. Let's line Vince Russo up for that shit, okay? Ew. Fuck. So whatever, this happens. He gets this some was money. Terrible. Yeah, you know, I look at the million dollar man in Austin. You know what I say is missing ethnic stereotyping. Let's go, baby. Mm-hmm. Fuck me. So we got backstage to sable doing some stretches the camera perfectly the, perfectly aligned to show the under boob um, the, oh yeah the camera the, the cameraman is laying on his fucking belly pointing upward sable is doing leg stretches ahead of her arm, arm wrestling, wrestling competition oh my fucking god absolutely stupid um i wrote i don't know why this shit ass bikini contest was not the end of this but because we have three and a half fucking women in this uh, company and there's only so much we can do with them we are going from a bikini contest to an arm wrestling contest the white trash olympics continues (laughs) onward with sable and jacqueline um Anyway, this is when I noticed a couple of signs while Sable was coming out. Notably, hey, Sable, honk, honk. <laughs> All right there, buddy. That, that's, what I, that's what I say to hot women on the street. Hey, baby, honk. Yeah, that's how I love to greet you, Austin, when we start these podcasts, all right? Hey, Austin, honk, honk. I did also note in front of Hey Sable Honk Honk, there was a guy that had a sign that said, I job to Goldberg. 
Okay, that is actually yeah, funny. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good that's one. Ac- that is legitimately fucking funny. Oh my god. Yeah, I saw there was a sign about Goldberg. I did not think that's what it was. Yeah, it oh said I, I jobbed okay. to Goldberg. Okay. Um, what, one out of ten ain't bad in terms of sign quality. What One of them being good is not a terrible ratio. Yeah, so it's time for Sable versus Jacqueline in an arm wrestling contest. Um, okay. Sable comes out okay. with the bikini contest trophy. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, the giant the one, though, even though she's supposedly mm-hmm. walked away with the small one last time. I don't know. I so, don't care. I hate everything. Jacqueline comes out, and they get the camera paint gets a shot of Jacqueline where we're getting all the cleavage. And mm-hmm. Jerry Lawler goes, look, oh, look at those two two arms the the yeah sure what it's it's because he was talking about her boobs and he said I, two arms of course and then they get the, they get the table set up and, like, and jerry goes is it hot in here or just them it's, uh, and then i wrote is it time for every arm wrestling contest in wrestling ever and i will explain that when i get oh. to my next note about it oh yeah um, baby and oh, then Jer- fucking fuck. Lawler goes, oh, grip is everything. If you don't believe that, you can ask the president later. Yep, um, we're getting another one. And then I wrote, yep, it's like every arm wrestling contest in wrestling ever. Uh, we don't do one. we don't do enough arm wrestling contests and rest in the on this podcast for me to just assume you know what I mean. Well, so, I need, we I need to take note. We do get fucking Jacqueline out here cutting a promo on sable before i definitely did not give a shit about the i i wrote promo. i wrote down the okay i wrote down exactly two notes about it first of all jesus fucking christ the acting oh mm-hmm. my god i didn't notice it as much during the bikini contest but it's egregious this is this is so fucking wooden i could b- build a fucking door out of it fuck me uh and also, uh, Jacqueline, in a very compelling line delivery, uh, says, why don't you put your toothpick arms into play? You, Jacqueline, your arms are effectively the same fucking size. I mean, I mean Jacqueline is a little bit Jacqueline's more jacked. A little, more, a little bit more jacked. A little bit more jacked. A little stable, but not enough to, like, be making toothpick arms. But yes, okay. The, the, the... The drama, the in-ring psychology. The, thing, the only the thing I remember rate. is is when the only thing I remembered was uh, Sable saying the only thing cheap is your day rate. <laughs> anyway, okay. Every arm wrestling contest in wrestling ever. Um. So first, so f- is first what you need to do is you set up at the table, and just when you're about to start. You have the heel back off and start and start being like, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. You know, gotta what? build tension, right? What? And so you have what? that. Even fucking, even fucking, uh, glow was more. They did this exactly. They also kind of followed the formula. Did they do the heel backing up at first? I don't. A little bit. Not. Okay. It's not as bad. But then. Okay. Then they have. And they'll do the arm wrestling. 
and it'll go on. This one was super fucking long. I was like, this is too long already. Stop, please. Get to the end. And the end is, just as the baby face is about to win, the heel flips the table. The heel rage <laughs> And then it's quits. a fight. Um, Knocks the table over on Sable. Except it's not a fight, because she knocks over the table on Sable, pinning Sable under the table. Then, like, fucking, as Sable's getting up, she takes the bikini contest trophy and just breaks it over Sable's back. Yep. Okay. And then in runs Mark Henry and in runs the oddities. Yeah. Uh, you can tell Luna's a face now, I guess, because she's wearing something, I don't know, sparkly and Yeah, and she's tasteful. with the oddities. She's with the oddities. And I gotta say, gotta say, um, you know, on, on top of my expert fashion sense at, at thinking that Gangrel is, is hot couture, gotta say, really digging the wardrobes here. I would, I would wear all of this, mm-hmm. you know, throw, put wrestlers, wrestlers of the nineties lacked so much fucking color in their wardrobe. Jesus Christ. These guys, good shit. I'm here yeah, for it. Yeah, so Marrow and Jacqueline run off. The oddities check on Sable, and goddamn, we got to show the entire Sable limping and having to be carried out by giant Silva. And holy fucking hell, man, do we really need to spend this much time on this? Get me out of here, please. So backstage, Michael Cole is with Val Venus. Good God. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael Cole asks Venus why he wants to run the gauntlet of all four members of Kayentai. Well, the big Valboski has been conditioned to run all night long. Okay, I wanna I wanna point out here. Okay, so so he I he started off this promo with a fucking Hulk Hogan. Let me tell you something, and then it feels like he spends the entire promo weaving in and out of a bad and way too subtle Randy Savage impression. My man that's knows kind of the, that's just kind of the DP voice he does. Okay, I fucking it. Well, this is the first time I've noticed it. So to me, it reads like he realizes that choppy choppy your PP is the most iconic height that his career will ever reach. Now he's desperately trying to imitate much more over acts to stay relevant. So basically, Val explains that the gimmick of this match is if he beats Kaintai, he will get five minutes alone with Yamaguchi. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is one of those weird old timey gimmicks usually used to beat down heel managers. Yeah. Well, we'll get there. Anyway, um, and then fucking draws his world, baby. Oh, this is the story of one man, his wild pets, a couple of tattoos, and puke. Oh, shit. They got Joe Exotic on WWF. Look at that. So, Darren, honestly, the only part of this I even remember is Darren Drozdov pointing out that he has a tattoo of Odie from Garfield shooting himself in the head. Three edgy, five me. See, I didn't notice that because I was too distracted by the fact that, like, yeah, it's Draws just talking about his life a little bit and, like, talking about his tattoos. And to show off his tattoos, at some point, we just get a black and white fucking cutoff shot of Draws's naked fucking body. Why was okay? And then they had um, some dude in the WWF per control center just be also, like, "Yeah, any uh, guy who yaks is all right by me." Who the <laughs> fuck are you? Who's this? <laughs> it's, it's this guy. It, this is also shot in black and white, so I'm choosing to believe that he's an extra from Clerks. Um, fucking what? What else do you expect? Uh, uh, who the okay. fuck are you? Anyway, it's Darren the- Drozdov versus Bradshaw. 
in the in the final brawl for all semifinals. You know, as Drozdov's walking to the ring, I kind of realize Darren Drozdov is actually kind of a sick name, and also like legitimately, he's got a great look to him. Imagine if he had an actually respectable fucking gimmick. Yeah, too bad his gimmick is I can puke on command. Also, I love how his shorts look like fucking pajama pants. What the fuck is that? Yeah, so unlike the last match in the Brawl for All, Drozdov and Bradshaw just fucking swinging recklessly trying oh to concuss each other. JR um, on commentary as this is starting off says, folks, I guarantee you won't find the Brawl for All anywhere else. Good. Uh, good. This needs good. to be contained. This um, <laughs> like the fucking virus that it is. Yeah. Also, anyway. also, new drinking game for you. Maybe I've made this one before. I don't care. I, uh, I've lost all sense of meaning. Take a shot every time JR says slobber knocker during the brawl for all era. Fuck. No, thanks. Anyway, Bradshaw <laughs> wins on by decision. The final is Bart Gunn versus... Uh, I, I will say, JR and Lawler spend the entire match on commentary rightfully confused as to why neither Bradshaw nor Drozdov are exploiting the takedown meta. <laughs> like, they acknowledge what easy points that is, and they're just like, they're just not, they're just not doing... Nope, they're just not going for those takedowns. Yeah. Um, uh, but so, get- so, yeah, so Bradshaw for the dub, which is based again whatever fuck, fuck jbl but also the i i the the spite to russo that his advancement in this in this ed, dumb shit is is great but also dear lord my man is gonna get murdered by bark gun in the finals holy fuck yeah oh, so no. next we get a video explaining that al snow has been on ecw Explosion, okay. and okay. now he's back and he's got head help um, me help me with this austin because okay. I can't, this, this seems like a much different, a much, a, a much more different Al Snow than what I'm used to seeing. I don't remember him looking like this. I remember him being leaner. I remember him having black hair and not like bleach blonde. I remember him having like a fucking goatee or something. I don't know. Is this, are we looking at like pre-crisis Al Snow, post-crisis Al Snow? What is happening here? This is here? truly the most iconic Al Snow. Is I this swear right to God, here. he hasn't looked like this when we've seen him in the past. What? Oh, my God. I don't know what to tell you, but uh, hire Al Snow to be kind of gives everybody a little bit of a, a little bit of a recap here. Al Snow is running two different gimmicks at once. First, this meta textual gimmick where he like understands that he's a jobber. In fact, he is the head of the job squad. Um, oh my god and he mentions that in his promo right after this recap vid but he's basically meta he has a meta gimmick and he like knows that he's a failure in the wwf and he's begging vince for opportunities because he knows he's (laughs) the loser and he has help me written across his forehead yeah it is actually kind of great yeah and his other gimmick is that he's an insane person who talks to a mannequin head as if he's a real person yeah Fuck, this feels like this feels like broken Matt Hardy 1.0. Yeah, and it gets over because his gimmick is his catchphrase is what does everybody want? And everyone yells head, head get it? Yeah, because the uh-huh, innuendo. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> fuck you. Uh anyway, they cut, but now he's apparently back from his time in ECW where he got super fucking over doing this <laughs> head shit. And so he's in a bar that first of all, he bought drinks for both him and head. Yeah, um true. and he's just like, okay, we're back where it all started. 16 years of my career. We're back. 
We're right back where we were. Leaf Cassidy's same mistake as always. That's his old gimmick in the in the new generation. Um, my man got tired of not getting paid by Paul Heyman. He's just rant, he's just ranting, and then he notes that somehow head has fallen off the chair, and he is and and Al is like, hey, "You're drunk, man. You're a sad excuse of an alcoholic. No, you can't drive. You are what? You got too many. You got too many points on your license. One more DUI, and they're gonna take your license away." Oh and I'm like, God. "What?" This head is drives our... the car and has DUI. <laughs> yeah. booked the mannequin head Austin, for driving under the influence. Stone Colts is seeing how much head is getting over and also head's DUI record. And Austin's like, Well, hell, son, I can I can beat that in my sleep. 23 more beers for me, son. I I don't understand how. <laughs> what? It's Adam's family logic. Don't think about it. I guess. I, anyway. You know what? I honestly, unironically, am kind of here for this. That was actually a charming promo. It was, but I was. It left me confused. Charming, but confused. Uh, how that happens. Anyway, uh, you know the real shame is you know it really exposes the corruption that that head can get all these DUIs and still not get suspended. You know, it's mm-hmm. some real the the nobody in this damn industry wants to take accountability for you know car related infractions. Yep, <laughs> and topical. So can the Undertaker please come to work? Can that no. please happen? Um, no, no. Stor- Sable is storming through the building and is heading to ringside. But first, thank God the Savior is here. Uh. So we get a Dustin Reynolds cut in. Get a Dustin and he goes, you know, I wrote, I qu- I did transcribe this whole bit. I'm glad um, you did. I have a thing for this. You know, the Bible says your body is a temple. As a result, we should be careful what we put into it. Why then would you want to poison your mind? Well, here's an idea for you. Instead of watching this next segment of the war zone, Based. try curling up with a good book. Some- don't, don't fucking tempt me, Dustin. I will turn this shit off right now and pull out my complete works of Shakespeare. Don't you fucking tempt me. I will do it. I will fuck I'll okay. fucking do it, you son of a bitch. This line this line got my biggest laugh of the entire night for me. <laughs> Something like Oliver Twist or Ivanhoe, or my personal favorite, the New Testament. <laughs> I I died of laughter when he brought Dustin up. Dustin Rhodes is too good for all the shit he had to do in his career. Holy fucking fuck! You'll you'll be glad you did because he is coming back. May God bless you he, all. He he is who 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 gold dust fucking <laughs> fucking somebody please fuck. Oh my god. Poor, poor Dustin Rhodes. Somebody please give him a good gimmick. Please, God. Fuck. Not happening. Not not happening. Even when, even in 2023, when he actually has a respectable gimmick, he's effectively a fucking jobber. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, hilarious. Sable, again. Sable is me here. continues to get over me. me. That was funny. Um, yeah. So Sable get in the ring. Sable get him on. Jackie, you bitch. Get your ass out of here. You and I are going to fight. Oh my God. And fucking for somehow a cameraman backstage just 
knows to already be on to Sable and Marrow, it immediately, immediately cuts to Sable and Marrow in an obvious pre-tape. And Sable's like, or, or no, Sable and, or Marrow and fucking Jacqueline. And Jacqueline's like, I don't know. Sorry, honey. Zach, I'm not, you. I'm not stupid. I'm, we're, and <laughs> Jacqueline and Mark Marrow lay down the challenge for SummerSlam. It'll be the two of them versus Sable and a partner of her choosing. And I... then in runs the oddities to whoop their asses. Based, based, based. Um, so yeah, that's going to be a thing. Mixed tag match. Sable's going to get somebody to tag with. I don't know who it'll be. It's probably going to be fucking stupid. I don't care. Okay. So we so, backstage correspondent Michael Cole has confirmed that the Undertaker has arrived to the building. Oh, good. Oh, joy. I completely missed that part because I was Undertaker has finally come to work. Dying with inside. like twenty minutes he keeps, left. He keeps not showing up. It, it's a problem. He doesn't care about getting write ups. He's been around for too long for the boss to actually give a shit about his write ups. He yeah. doesn't. Oh my God! Somebody talk to him, please. Now Let's, for HR, our HR, event, our main event match of the show. Somehow, Val, Val Venus versus Kai and Ty. And first Val of Venus all, is here with a a gun. He's got a, a gun. Big, he's got a big pink super soaker. He's and got if a. If you couldn't guess where this gimmick is, Val. Going, I'm sorry, and welcome to your first episode of Raw. Of, of Raw. <laughs> To be fair, I wasn't entirely sure, but as soon as he started, we'll get there. Um, so, yeah, Val, Val Venus is here using Cash Wheeler tactics, I guess. Promo um, also, is... also, real quick, real quick, two things I want to point out before you, uh, you, you, you do the fucking promo is, first of all, this is my first time, like, taking note of Venus's Tron, and, like, oh my god, his Tron is a bunch of stock footage of fucking ejaculation metaphor imagery. Like, it's an oil refinery, sh- spurting up oil, and it's a fucking train emerging from a tunnel shooting out smoke. <sighs> Fuck me. I hate this so much. I, I love how much you hate it. I hate I hate I, Val Venus I think it's funny. With every fiber of my fucking I think, being. I think Val Venus is funny. No! So I love the Why? Why do you like this? You fucking... Oh my god. Uh you fucking uh how what this anyway. is the worst. Also also one more sign that I missed for my for my sign sidebar is is valve some some kid with a fucking Valvenus fears in all caps boner with arrows <laughs> with air with arrows pointing down. What Val Venus fears that kid your is gonna, that kid that kid is gonna big dick Val Venus. <laughs> you know, you know, he probably does because I feel like if you even remotely mentioned your boner, Val Venus would start aggressively no homoing until he crumpled in on himself. Hmm. Fuck. Okay. So, so Val yes, Venus, please, please, you can forget on. about trying to blackmail the big Val Boski because even though I'm not a screamer. Unlike you, Bill, after I've left my mark, I always shout it out. They they cut to this chick in the crowd. They they during this promo, they cut to a bunch of chicks in the crowd, and like 
some of them are like kind of look like dreamy eyed at Val. I want to know. I I feel like they also got paid a Tiger Alley Sing five hundred dollar. I want to. I want to know. I want to know your daddy issue specifically. <laughs> but also, but also, but also, I feel like fucking uh uh the one of the chicks they cut to looks like she could not be more unimpressed by Val. Oh <laughs> yeah. This one girl who's just they, like I love it when they accidentally get the women who are super not impressed with this guy. The, like, rolling her eyes like hand like 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 fucking face palming. Oh my god, that Hilarious. was hilarious. So okay. The so Kai and Ty come out and uh Men's Teo is up first. If Val uh, actually wins, I just have in this in my notes. If Val actually wins this gauntlet match against four extremely talented Japanese workers, I'm gonna scream. So I've lost my ability to care to make match notes at this point in the show. Yeah, uh, can, can can I can I do this one, please? Because I just I was wham bam. Thank you, ma'am. With this, I one, mean, I, right. you got in, I got I got the finishes and stuff just to know when like the order of events. But if you got okay, okay, hit, hit, hit the hit no, hit the hit the finishers. I'll I'll fill in. Yeah, so Teo hit, gets hit with a big boot and the fisherman suplex, and he is eliminated. Two minute squash of men's Teo. No. And then Funaki runs in, and Val Venus immediately power slams him and pins him. Two seconds squash of Funaki, no, and then oh good, the Clinton shit. Throwing a fucking into the ring, but fuck off, Bill Clinton is back. (laughs) The Clinton shit during a Val Venus match. Well, of course, that's where they put this. I. So, Jerry Lawler asked for an elaboration. Did he have improper relations with Miss Lewinsky? I have lost all sense of. And they, Bill Clinton. I I never had improper relations with that woman. It was just good sex. Come on. I am a shell. This is the worst. This is the worst one for me because you just did the joke. You, you, he did. He did the just did jokes. Like you just did, you just everything else was innuendo. You could argue it was clever, and here they're just like, no, I did not can't. have. Well, and, and this one is just him being like, Yeah, I had sex with Monica Lewinsky. Uh-huh. God damn it. Uh, as my friend Chris Rock says, I give a lot of people jobs. Why can't it be a reciprocal thing? We are put on this earth by a cruel god simply to suffer. And then Jerry Lawler jumps in. He's like, well, he doesn't neglect domestic affairs. You can say that for him. Except, as I stated before, God is dead, so there truly is no point. Uh, Jerry Lawler does ask what Hillary thinks of all of this. And Glenn's like, well, she's not talking to me. <laughs> I don't know. God hasn't talked Jeff to me Ross in, in months. has lost his patience with this bullshit. Because <laughs> Jar is so Valvina, as Val Venus is powerbombing Dick Togo, and they're having this whole stupid conversation, Jim Ross like, well, maybe she should powerbomb you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure here if Jr. is more agitated by... Uh, by Jerry Lawler's dumb bullshit or having to like be in the presence of even the approximation of a fake Democrat. Uh, but either way, he's not having it. So Bill Clinton sign kind of signs off this call 
when he's like, Jerry, you tell you tell McMahon to get Kid Star and me in the ring. We'll settle it there. Oh my god. And Jerry Lawler's like, we'll do it next week in Philly. Uh... They should have fucking advertised Bill Clinton versus No. No. It could have been the proto Rosie O'Donnell versus Donald Trump. No. No. Uh, Jim Ross oh, takes man. this moment to remind us that Taka Mishinoku is the light heavyweight champion. Uh, a thing that I think WWE has already forgotten. <laughs> yeah, so, he's not He's not just... Yeah, that, that one was JR going rogue and saying that of his own accord and Vince is in his ear going, what? what the fuck are you talking about? What, what? what do you mean? We don't what? have what a the hell? Light heavyweight, heavyweight championship. We don't have a light heavyweight championship, Jim. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, and, and and he speaks of Takamishinoku's light heavyweight size in comparison to Val Venus, who stands a good 6'3", 6'4", to which fucking Waller responds, Oh, you're talking about how tall he is! And JR is just like, would you stop that? The, this, this valiant attempt at doing a Gorilla Heenan bit is lost on my lack of a will to live. So Val and Dick Tuggo actually have a decent back and forth. Um, Val Venus hits a power bomb and then he hits the money shot, which is a top rope splash. But you know, and then he pin and he does it to pin Dick a Togo. Yeah, Dick Dick Togo gets murdered by Val too. Ugh. And then in runs Taka Mishinoku. I did make a, I did make a a note here. Taka with a top rope crossbody to the outside to a dead silent crowd. Um, oh my god oh my god it is also when i i put this in my notes because this is when i thought of this why doesn't kai and titus try to cut val's dick off again (laughs) (laughs) why did they just give up after the john wayne it's a one and done it's 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 actually a very ritualistic thing after john wayne bobbitt stopped them the first time why did they why did they not try again (laughs) because uh, yeah, no, they're just not allowed to actually by by culture. By so tradition. Val goes for an elbow drop, he misses. Taka hits the Mishinoku driver, and he wins. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Taka Mishinoku, who I was fully expecting to watch get pinned by fucking Val Venus and rip my own eyes out as a result. No, actually, Taka Mishinoku hits the Mishinoku driver. For the one, two, three, holy fucking shit, that's so based. So then Kai and Tai start beating down on Val Venus. Yamaguchi-san gets Kyoko in here, gets in the ring. And uh, Kyoko bitch slaps uh, Val Venus, sort fucking of. Fucking base. I mean, it was the shittiest slap imaginable. I don't so. care. So I Kai and Tai keep beating down Val Venus, but then, and I will, I will quote, I will read my note verbatim. Val gets his big phallic super soaker and sprays clear liquid all over Kai and Tai and especially Mrs. Yamaguchi-san. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And on commentary, they make it clear that in kayfabe, that is Val Venus's fucking cum. Cummed <laughs> all over her dress. Literally, they... JR, once again, who's very bad at identifying bodily fluids, I guess, is like, now what is that she he's spraying them with? And and JR go or Lerla goes, I think that's DNA. In kayfabe, and that is Val Venus's fucking cum spraying so, all over 
Kyoto. To be clear, this is the end of this feud. Right it, here. It ends with it ends with Val Venus committing sexual assault. This That's ends great. with this. It feels full circle because this feud started with him sexually harassing Miss Yamaguchi, Mrs. Yamaguchi san in the crowd. <laughs> feels like a full circle moment. Yeah. Here. Oh no. But yeah, sure. Val Venus got his big old super soaker penis and sprayed his cum all over them. And that's it. That's the end. No more of that feud. Aren't no you more. glad that we covered that on this oh podcast? God. Oh my God. I want to die. And there oh. are five, there is five minutes left in the show and we get a recap of the opening promo and then hit the gong. The undertaker is here. The undertaker comes down to the ring and his full regalia with his head down. Um, Stone Cold comes down. Undertaker has his back to Austin. Austin's about to do yeah, something. Yeah, Austin and Taker are about to have a fucking tight five in the main event, I guess. But then Kane's pyro shoots off, and by God, it's Kane dressed as the Undertaker. Also, we are we apparently this was apparently an overrun. We got a fucking overrun to squeeze this shit in. So that's it's it's Kane, maybe. In an Undertaker costume, the they're not commentary isn't sure. Um, yeah, but choke slam to Austin. Uh, Lawler's like, actually, this is Undertaker dressed as Kane, dressed as Undertaker. Look, check the cahoots, cahoots, cahoots. It's all cahoots. So the they just life like has no meaning. It's just, just like cahoots. They just brawl until they get through the crowd. Austin throws Kane slash Undertaker over. The, I think it's supposed to be Undertaker so over the barricade and chucks him in the hearse. And then Austin is like, all right, time to leave. He gets the driver's side door. The door is locked. And then dun dun Undertaker appears in the driver's seat. Oh my fucking God. And then oh Undertaker drives off in the hearse, leaving Austin confused. And this is how Raw yeah, so ends. Yeah, so Austin. Yeah, this is how Raw ends. Is is is, is is Steve Austin just being like, "What the fuck was that?" As Undertaker drives off in the hearse, that may or may not have been him teleporting what? to the driver's seat, or maybe it was Kane dressed as Undertaker. Undertaker just popped into the driver's seat and drove Whatever it Kane. is, I'm sure they're going to milk it for five more fucking weeks of Kahoot storyline bullshit. They built the entire show around Austin putting someone in the hearse and driving and you off. you barely fucking tell because it, it had five minutes in an overrun. Oh my god. Yeah, um um so that was bad. That was really fucking bad. Yes it was. Yes it was. Mhm. It was shit, I got to say. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's all. That's all. That's, this, I this can't say anything else sucks. about it. Really, this, this sucks. fucking sucks so hard, dude. Okay. Uh, oh my god. Um, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Final oh. thoughts. Aside from this fucking blows, I I have thoughts, but I want to. I don't want to articulate them until the end of the arc. We still have another week, 
So it's what? like, I don't. What? I And I already know the punchline, too. We're just going to watch Bradshaw get fucking mur- shoot murdered by Bart Gunn. Because Bart Gunn can actually box and Bradshaw just gets into bar fights in his free time. And he doesn't have any bottles to break over Bart Gunn's head. Like, fuck. Yeah, so... This is so awful. This is such directionless, pointless crap. This was compelling to somebody in 1998, I guess. Yeah, well, if you're not, if you're too busy looking at other people's signs and not actually paying attention to Raw, you might trick yourself into thinking there's a halfway decent fucking show here. Yeah, not this isn't compelling to me in 2023. Okay. Uh we'll be back soon enough to continue with this. There, there it, it's too soon. How however long it takes us to get back here. If it takes us a million years to get back here, it's too soon. If it takes us the first second of eternity to get back here, it's too fucking soon. Mm-hmm. So, next time what a big next time's a big a big monumental episode, I would think. 125. That's 125. It. So I had an idea for what we were gonna do. Yes. And then, and admittedly, I I would have been all in on this if we could have gotten some friendos yes. uh, to this, but that did that did fell through. That unfortunately did not so, work. I want to offer an alternative idea. Okay. You. We're oh. gonna we're gonna make this fun. Is oh. you already know what I wanted to do. I do. I am going to offer a mystery second option. So you oh. can you, I, you your options are what I already you already know of what the devil you know versus the devil you don't potentially it could be better. It could be worse. You don't actually know what my second option is, but you do know what my, so what do you want? Do you want the certain shit or do you want the potential for something good? I, I don't feel like we can do what you were originally planning without the friendos. What you were originally planning is a very guest star episode. Mm -hmm. Very fit for the guest stars episode especially our regular selection yeah of yeah yeah, yeah so i cannot as much as i would love to as much as i desperately have fi- find myself filled with morbid curiosity at the at the pandora's box that 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 is what you had originally <laughs> planned i cannot in good conscience select the original plan because we need elizabeth and or claire and or curtis here to to accompany with us i would i would i would agree with that that's why i was starting to be like i don't know if we should do the plan next week Mm -mm. so we should not for episode 125 though is it wasn't too long ago that i that i we had my art we had our to be adventure into uh into uh the gorgeous ladies of wrestling they they were they were gorgeous they were ladies and they were of wrestling and so when thinking of alternative ideas to what i wanted to do for um this like, i was trying to think of something that would take the same length of time it would have been about an hour's worth of tv is what we'd watch next week and so i thought what are alternative hour lengths of tv and i thought that maybe 
episode 125. We've seen the original. I wonder, maybe it's time to see the Netflix of it all. Oh! Next time, for episode 125, we are going to be watching the first two episodes of Netflix's Glow. Wait! This is a thing I've seen before. That's new for this podcast. Hey! Holy shit! I mean, I, I can't. We can't just like start anywhere else in the show. That'd be kind of no. Funny. But you know, yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay, I'm I'm here for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that will be what we're doing for 125. Is our first time watching a non wrestling TV show. That's so delightful. I'm very excited. This is going to be an adventure. Yep. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's for next time. Until then, David, hit the plugs. Yes, sir. Dear friends, thank you all so much for joining us on yet another episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast. We are so delighted to have you here. If you are a first-time listener, well, first time, if you're, first of all, if you're a returning listener, viewer, what have you, you all know the drill. Thank you all so much for once again welcoming us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs, whatever the hell it is you use to consume our content. We are so delighted to have you here. If you're a first-time listener, viewer, what have you, well, Thank you all so much for being here. We are delighted to have you here. We here at the Noobs and Knockouts podcast like to think we are friendly to both noobs and knockouts alike. So whether you're brand new to the wild, wacky world of wrestling or you're a veteran of all the weird bullshit, either way, we are delighted to have you here. We hope you had a great time here. We hope you want to keep having a great time with us week after week after week. And I'm going to make sure you know all the ways you can do that. First and foremost, of course, you can find us on YouTube. We are the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Ring that bell. Make sure it turns a nice little solid color so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode. Uh, Give us that sweet, sweet engagement. Check out all of our playlists. Austin has been kind enough to organize all of the arcs that we follow into their own separate playlists so that if you want to follow something all the way down, you can do so without having to skip around a whole lot. It's great. Uh, And, of course, you can see our lovely faces and, you know, our beautiful HUD and just the sheer pain uh, uh in, in both of our eyes as we slog through whatever hell is offered to us this week by the attitude era um uh but hey if you're a fan of the audio only experience and don't want to watch our our the the pain that flashes in our eyes for hours on end uh you have those options as well you can find us on three of the mm-hmm. best places to find your audio podcast which of course are spotify google Podcasts, and apple Podcasts. Come check us out there. Listen to our show. Download our show so you can listen to us offline. Give us that mm, sweet, sweet five-star uh, rating and review if you would be so kind. You know, maybe letting some people know, uh, hey, these guys are pretty cool. Uh, you know, maybe more people should be listening to them. I don't know. I'm just speaking off the cuff here. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it, it helps out the show way more than than you might think. So just, uh, you know, come come enjoy us and maybe let other people know that you enjoy us. Hey, you know, it's, it's a good time. Uh, of course, uh, we we have existences somehow past this little void that we find ourselves in week after week. You can find us a few places on the internet as well. Uh, of course, primarily is our Twitter account. You can find us on social media on Twitter. We refuse to call it X. Fuck you. At Noobs and Knox Pod at, uh, on, on Twitter. That's at Noobs, the letter N, Knox Pod. Come check us out there. We do the whole Twitter thing memes discourse we put up a post every single time we drop a brand new episode so you guys always know what the hell is going on of course the highlight of our twitter is weekly wrestling live tweeting every wednesday night at 8 p.m on uh, uh eastern time on tbs we are watching and tweeting about aew dynamite it's a great time 
On top of that, I am a dorky little AEW loyalist in my household when I have the time. Uh, on Friday nights, certainly not this Friday night because we're recording. Um, but you know, when I have the time at 10 p.m. Eastern on TNT, sometimes we will be. You already it. saw the best match of the week. I don't know what you're concerned about. I did. Um, but all, Which but of course, also, of course, the they, we're talking about the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre match. I I stand in the minority opinion of that match was fine actually. Um. I thought it was perfectly that mad. Of course it was fine. Jeff Jarrett won. So yeah, yeah. I, you, I did not realize until recent weeks, just how much of a fucking Jeff Jarrett mark you are. And I feel like it came the fuck out of nowhere and I don't fully understand it, but I don't, it came from a realization slap nuts that (laughs) actually Jeff Jarrett is goaded. That actually, yeah. Is that, is that so? Yeah, like oh I, wait, I, I wait! Love, I know I what got, I know what got you over with him, you fucking weeb. It's the Taylor Swift connection. I mean oh. that helps, but I unironically think every version of his gimmick is hilarious. Like country star, <laughs> fake country star Jeff Jarrett, hilarious. Uh, slap nuts hitting people with a guitar every fucking week. Brie woo, brie woo. Hilarious. Um, (laughs) Mid Carter in AEW palling around with the fucking cursed ass group of Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Sting. Sting. Hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I have also come to the realization of like, yeah, we memed on Jeff Jarrett a lot early in this podcast life, but like, you know, I don't, I don't dislike him on AEW TV. Him with Tennessee Lee. Hilar- I think I I am a minority lover of Tennessee Lee. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So so yes, perfectly fine match because Jeff Jarrett won as mm-hmm. as you yep, do. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, fucking hell. Um so anyway, yes. So so despite already watching the matches of the week, you know, when I can, we will tweet about AEW Rampage at 10 p.m. Eastern on Friday nights on TNT. It is the show that y'all been waiting on. Uh, And then, of course, when we have time, also not this weekend because I'll be busy, but when we have time on Saturday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern on TNT. Also, we will be tweeting about AEW Collision because Saturday night is, in fact, all right for fighting. Get a little action in. Uh, uh, On top of that, Austin, being the knockout that he is, uh, he likes to follow all of the the major company pay-per-views, watch them. Sometimes he'll tweet about them. And, you know, we like to tell all you all you wonderful people about it, you know, especially for the noobs in the audience uh, looking for kind of a jumping on point. You know, we like to tell you about your about your options of things you can watch. So, my friend, what is on the docket at coming up? Sure. So I guess let's just kind of start with the longest term thing here. WWE, right? So first of all, you can watch WWE on a weekly basis on Mm -hmm. Raw's at 8 p.m. Eastern on USA Network and SmackDown at 8 p.m. Eastern on Fox on Friday nights. Uh, November 2nd, September 2nd, excuse me, Jesus, September 2nd, Labor Day weekend, it is a payback. Uh, you can bet your whole ass I'm not watching this because it is the first football college football Sunday back, hey. full college football Saturday. Hey. But it's a happening. Uh, you can watch it on Peacock, you know, WWE streaming service. They stream all that shit live. It's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for AEW, they got a show coming up in a week. That's uh, crazy. Um, w at All In in Wembley Stadium, 80,846 oh. tickets oh. distributed oh. officially. The largest amount of distributed tickets among paid wrestling shows in history. They have they have set the record. That's so sick. And uh, please do not get think consider any online discourse about the quality of the card for such a historic occasion. Oh my um, god! Oh, I fucking hate the IWC. So featuring on this show on August twenty seventh, live on pay per view. Um, we're gonna get in the pre-show. We're gonna have Aussie Open. Oi, 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 defending against MJF and Adam Cole. Double close line for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. Uh, more on MJF and Adam Cole later. Oh, uh, we currently have set uh, FTR versus the Young Bucks for the uh, <laughs> tag team titles. Uh, that's a little bit up in the air. If uh, the match no. happens, I don't think the result will be up in the air. No. Um. But if it has a legendary rival, rivals there. Ooh, great. Baby. Oh, uh, the, the most slapdash ass match of the show. What else? The women's match. Ah, uh, um, yes. As the four-way went, the AEW had a the worst most predictable tournament of all time. Oh my God. To determine a four-way match for the AEW Women's Championship. Uh, based to Karu Shida, the champion. I'm yeah, so true. happy I got to see her live. Even Hikaru if, Shida, even if, who, even who, it was against Anna Jay, I got to see her as the champ. So, you know, I like, I like Anna Jay. So I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll consider that one a dub. Uh, versus Tony Storm doing her best to, be an aging starlet of 50s Hollywood at the age of 27. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Versus Soraya, hometown girl. Big, I'm big, yeah. still a page mark in this household. Um, and then Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, DMD. is also here. Because they they didn't they didn't have the balls to let the bunny go to the four way. Well, off. that that can't happen. But well, if, if they put bunny in the match, the bunny would have to win because she is the tribal bunny, the the demo god, the, the demo. draw, the top yeah. draw yeah. of AEW. The bunny. all of those things, absolutely. No, I mean, I the bunny outdrew Brock Lesnar and and versus Roman Reigns on SmackDown. <laughs> Wait, so- she did. Yeah, for the face. Remember the remember the time where Rampage, where SmackDown overran for a whole half hour, so it would be in the middle of while Rampage was airing. That I, was a whole thing uh, for like one week, and during that half hour, the Bunnies match <laughs> went directly against a directly. a Roman and Brock contract signing, and the Bunny match had better ratings. So. <laughs> The tribal bunny. The tribal bunny. The uh, head of the table. Oh my the god. The bunny. The bun bun bunny. The top draw. Fuck she would have won the belt, so, so we couldn't put her in the match. Holy shit. No, true, true. Um Darby Allen and Sting versus AR Fox and Swerve Slatrickland in a coffin match that has gone so completely insane. insane. 
This is gonna be um, so nuts. Like and jo- Joker, we have Joker Sting back too. Which... Joker Sting, <laughs> Joker Sting committing kidnapping of Prince Nana. Jo- Swerve. <laughs> doing a very topical, you know, Dark Knight reference late by only 15 years. No, he's doing Jack Nicholson. He's not doing Ledger. But 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 the but the the the, the setup for the promo itself, the kidnapping of Nana, that is a fucking Heath Ledger Joker scene. I swear to god. That's Heath Ledger Joker like filming the dude he like kidnapped. Listen, and you just be happy he's not doing Leto. Okay. See, see, I just find it funny that in a single Joker Sting promo, Steve Borden spoke more words concurrently than he has spoken in the rest of his fucking time in AEW combined. Yeah. Swerve Strickland did an attempted murder of Nick Wayne. <laughs> Darby <laughs> Allen and Sting showed up to AR Fox's school practice show to whoop his ass. This is so unhinged. <laughs> This this whole feud is crazy, quite this frankly. Is great. I love um, it. The golden elite, the golden triad of Kota yes. Ibushi, Kenny Omega, and Adam Page. Fuck Kenny yes. Omega and his boyfriends taking Real on <laughs> Kinosuke Takeshita and the Bang Bang Gang of Juice Robinson and Jay White. That's going to be so insane. In a six-man tag. Uh, the stadium stampede match live with people there. Um, Which Eddie, is so also fucked up. Eddie Kingston, the best friends in the Lucha Bros versus the Blackpool Combat Club and three people yet unknown. Dude, so many people are like our are, are fantasy booking proud and powerful to be part of that. And I swear to God, I will lose my that shit. That would be crazy. That would be so uh, Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho. Uh, Jericho's been like, will he, won't he, with uh, Don Callis. And Don Callis was like, I, I, I don't like your indecision, pal. So I'm just going to have Ospreay kill you. So I'm going to commission art of me cutting off your head. That's That was, that was an, it truly unhinged nonsense. That was um, crazy. Then it. Adam Cole versus MJF in the main event for the World Championship. Just two dudes who are definitely not going to backstab each other. Everyone keeps saying, predicting when it's going to happen, and it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen, folks. They're bestest friends. They They're... beat up kids with dodgeballs at a at a at a jump at a trampoline park. They went to they went to Outback Steakhouse together. They double clotheslined an alligator. What? You, it's <laughs> not going to happen. Oh my god, it's so good. It's so fucking good. And Roddy Strong is being the most pitiful ex-boyfriend ever imagined. I know. Oh, he's so sad. He's out here rebounding with the kingdom to show that he's actually (laughs) totally over it. He he is fine. He is doing fine in the breakup. (laughs) Getting more and more injured. Yeah, it's great. He's our neck brace Roddy over here. Neck <laughs> Roddy, not very strong at all, actually. Most divorced man, Roddy Strong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god. Fuck. Okay, anyway. Alright, uh, same day as uh, All In is Emergence. Impact Wrestling. Um, Emergence. Uh, you can watch Impact Wrestling week to week on Thursdays at either 8 p.m. Eastern on Axis TV or 
for a, a YouTube subscription, you can watch uh, for like $1 a month. You can watch a Impact Wrestling on 8.30 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays on YouTube, commercial free. Uh, and then on Impact Plus, they have uh, streaming. They have um, uh, kind of B-level pay-per-view shows uh, for, emer- for uh, on a regular basis. And so on Emergence, we have a few matches set up. Uh, we got... Uh, Kenny King, he beat, he is the, uh, digital, the new impact digital media champion, uh, taking on Johnny Swinger, who is amazing. Johnny Swinger is basically like doing a parody of old school seventies and eighties wrestlers. Okay. I I assume this is not the same man as, as Johnny last name. No, no, this is a different guy. Okay. Johnny Swinger's fucking hilarious, Daddy, and I honestly <laughs> want him to win the belt, the internet belt, so he'll be like digital media. Do you mean like CD-ROMs, Jack Butt Brother? Oh, like is that God. what you're talking about? <laughs> Jack Brother, dude, bro. Yeah, it's great. Uh, then the Impact World Tag Team Championships uh, subculture, just two Brits being dudes, Mark uh. Henry and Flash Morgan Webster. Taking on the Rascals, Trey Miguel and Zachary Wentz. Uh, Zachary Wentz came back, coming back to Impact after getting fired from WWE. Uh, the Rascals gimmick originally was, we are stoner bros. But now, uh, both of them are heels, so now just like douchebags, degenerates. Uh, the, the I, I hate the, the stoner bro to douchebag degenerate pipeline. Yeah, then we've hit the full pipeline on that. Yeah, uh, we have a four-way tag team match for the Impact Knockouts Championships. MK Ultra, Killer Kelly, and Masha Slamovich, who came together because they aggressively like chains and blood. Sure, um, sure. The Shantaraj, Giselle Shaw, and her bodyguard, Savannah Evans. The Death Dolls, Courtney Rush and Jessica, hey! the former Rosemary, is now just a rocker chick who is kind of confused why she's the one in charge at the wheel here. Like, <laughs> why did Rosemary let me be in charge of the bot of the meat suit now? I don't really know. I'm just kind of going with it. Oh, is she is she is she playing that up now instead of just pretending like Rosemary doesn't exist? Yeah, she's she's like, what? She's like, I don't really know why. I don't really know why Rosemary lets me be in charge for the first time in seven years. I'm just kind of going with it. Okay. No, crazy Steve, crazy Steve is like, what the fuck? What happened to Rosemary and Courtney Wrestling? I don't know. <laughs> I want those impact titles though. Can we? I'm focusing on that. That's important. Oh my god, that's great. Versus the Coven, Taylor Wilde and Kylan King, who are like just super into paganism and tarot cards. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you got to have those those uh, those tarot card chicks. You know, yeah. I get it. An eight man tag team match between Time Machine, that is Alex Shelley, Chris Sabin, and Kushida. <laughs> and because because Shelley and Kushida are the Time Splitters, and then yeah. add Sabin in there, they're the Time Machine. I, I do I do love how you can just get Alex Shelley just in multiple named tag teams. Yeah. Like he's been love, around this business enough. Just I love that Kushida's gimmick is is a fanboy of Michael J. Fox in yeah, the just, future. Just, and just, they're just cosplay as Marty McFly. Yeah, and Shelly and Saban are like, all right, sure, we'll do that time machine. All right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Teammates. 
Uh, uh, mo- wait, I get it. Motor City Machine Guns. Time hey. is Okay, okay, cool. Got it. Uh, those three and Josh Alexander, who is like, who is the longtime champion uh, before he got oh, injured. He the he's belt. back? He's back. Nice. He's challenging Shelly for the belt at Bound for Glory. But that's, a, that's like next month. So we, we gotta, we gotta tend, we gotta be, you know, baby facing it up right now, especially because Bully Ray is assembling the League of Evil. <laughs> um, Bully Ray, Brian Myers, Moose, and Leo Rush. Oh, hey, you boy. An eight man tag match. Leo right? Rush is debuting in, in, in Impact as a heel. What the fuck? He already has. He beat Saban for the X Division belt. Oh, fuck. So okay. He's here. And then the, the big match, I think probably the main event of the show is going to be Trinity. You know, the former Naomi beat Deanna Perrazzo for the knockouts title. They're rematching on this show. That'll be great. Okay. And then also uh, Sonata, the current IWGP heavyweight champion. He finished the, top, the story. He, the top champion in New Japan taking on Jake something who is like a big burly dude. He's kind of got it all, except his gimmick is weird. Like, cause his okay. name is Jake something. Yeah. And he's like, I call myself that <laughs> because my dad said that I, when I grew up, I need to become something. And so that's what I did. Uh, so, so really what you're telling me is his gimmick is the standard wrestling gimmick, which is daddy issues. Of course. Yeah, naturally. but his Sonata and Jake something are gonna have a match. I mean, it's gonna be pretty sick. It's not for look, any. It's not for the belt or anything. Look, Sonata's but, yeah. Sonata's reveling his uh uh his his last few moments of going over before Naito actually uh, uh, totally fucking murders him. January fourth, he's coming for your fucking ass. That's the day before my birthday. They better give me a fucking Naito win as as an early birthday present. I swear to God. All right, yeah, but that that's for Impact Wrestling Emergence again, August twenty seventh. Fuck yeah! All right, yeah, all, all good shit. You know, again, we like to tell you guys about it, uh, especially for the noobs who are looking for something to watch. The pay per views, especially, are great jumping on points. Um, you you know, uh, a lot a lot of good wrestling's bound to happen. Storylines are wrapping up, new storylines are beginning. It's kind of a great convergence point. Uh, just a just a ton of fun all all around. So be sure to check all that out. Check us out on the Twitter again at Noobs and Noxpod. If you like listening to us ramble about wrestling for multiple hours at a time, uh, you know, for some reason, you you'll you'll enjoy this. You'll enjoy this Twitter. I feel like it carries over pretty well. You know, we like have a good time over there at Noobs and Noxpod. Of course, if you want to get in more direct and long form contact with us, you can email us. We have an email address at noobs and knockoutspod at gmail.com. That's noobs, the word and this time, knockoutspod at gmail.com. Come say hi to us there. Tell us what you think about the show. Tell us things you want to see us cover on the show. Uh, you know, yell at us for our hot takes or tell us how fucking based we are. Um, you know, just just start discourse. Have a nice conversation. Say hi. We love people saying hi. We would love to say hi back. Noobs and knockouts pod at gmail.com. And of course, finally, you can also find the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Patreon. The link for that is in our Twitter. $1 a month, just a single little dollary do gets you early access to episodes and a shout-out at the end of each episode. Shout-out to, of course, friend of the show, uh, the sugar daddy, Kyle Smith, for his contributions. We love you so much, buddy. We hope you're enjoying your perks. If you want to enjoy your perks, along with our boy Kyle, our most loyal boy, uh, go and check us out. 
on that Patreon. The link is in our Twitter and get all those nice little benefits for just a single bone every month. See y'all next time. Hasta luego.